1: ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than five G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on Cox analysis of Ucla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas visit cox.com/internet slash for details
0: Welcome to Duncan Dynasty I am Garrett Bouguet, your host as I will be broadcasting the Cavaliers versus the Pacers here live as uh, the Cavs trailing the series 1 game to none after a really poor performance especially on the offensive end of the floor scoring just 80 points, shooting 38% from the field, 8 of 34 from 3, including 17 turnovers. So uh, a really poor performance uh, from the Cavaliers. Uh, this is the first episode of Duncan Dynasty that, uh, that I am recording live, uh, so I apologize if there's any uh, uh, moments where I'm cut out or anything. Hopefully the, the Wi-Fi uh, is solid throughout the evening uh but uh, i will be here with you for the entirety of this ball game uh should be very exciting i think the cavs uh will come out with a little more intensity than they, they did in game 1 uh but uh it should be exciting also i'll be uh you know talking about uh, this will still be a, a regular dunkin dynasty where i uh you know recap what has happened in the nba talk about uh, some of the other playoff series that we've had also uh if you listened to last week's episode we did a uh, NBA Awards podcast and uh I forgot to mention my all NBA defensive team so I will be bringing th- those up as well as we go along here uh, so uh stay tuned for that uh, but uh yeah I'm really looking forward to this this should be uh should be a really fun game one of the things that uh, the Pacers really did to uh, stifle LeBron was uh they they usually threw two or three guys into his line of vision, really blocked the paint. One of the key reasons they were able to do that so effectively was they basically just ignored uh, the likes of Jeff Green, who uh, you know had a horrible night shooting. I don't think he hit a single jump shot. Uh, they just said, you know, if if Jeff Green's going to beat us from three, you know, let him. Uh, and he wasn't able to do that. Uh, you know, the whole idea of Tyron Lue going with the small lineups and not starting either Tristan Thompson or Larry Nance Jr. Uh, is a lot to, you know, to play small and to be a little bit more effective offensively. You know, with Kevin Love at center, that drags the opposing centers away from the basket. Uh, but the issue is that when you play Jeff Green in a small ball lineup, uh, you know, a guy that the defense doesn't have to fear from three, Uh, that kind of loses uh, all the benefits of playing small because Indiana was still able to stay big. They played Sabonis and Turner together a lot. You know, they they constantly played with two bigs, including with uh, Trevor Booker. Uh, And, you know, they just were able to keep one of those bigs on the likes of Jeff Green and allow them to still maintain that rim protection and that size across the floor. Uh, So, you know... Lou going small with Jeff Green, you know, you're not getting the benefits of going small. And then, of course, there are the negatives of going small, which is you're not able to rebound as effectively. You're not able to protect the rim as effectively. Uh, so the Pacers were able to get to the hoop. Uh, and Victor Oladipo was, you know, had a, had a terrific Game 1, uh, you know, scoring 30-plus points. Uh, So he he was fantastic, and and really against pretty much anybody on the Cavaliers, except for maybe LeBron, he's able to, you know, get wherever he wants to go on the floor, and even against LeBron, LeBron had to give him a bit of a cushion, which allowed Oladipo to fire up those pull-up threes, uh, which he was uh, connecting on consistently in that game, so... Uh, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens uh, if there is any lineup changes. I don't I haven't seen the starting lineups yet, uh, but uh, you know I certainly think the Cavs are better going a little bit bigger. You know you lose a little bit offensively, but I think with the likes of LeBron and Love in your starting lineup, uh, you know, and four shooters out there, you're still going to be a really great offense. But you know, having that center, the Thompson or the Nance out there just having that extra size, that extra rebounding. And even though Thompson and Nance aren't, you know, terrific rim protectors, they at least provide a little bit of rim protection, uh, you know, to go along with LeBron James. So, you know, I'm in favor of that. I think that makes their defense a little bit better, whereas with Jeff Green, uh, you know, their their defense is lousy. Their rebounding is, uh, you know, subpar. And, you know, their offense... Uh, you know, I don't think is significantly better with him on the floor as opposed to a Thompson. Don't forget, you know, Thompson gets you a bunch of offensive rebounds. He contributes uh, in other ways on the offensive end, even if he can't stretch the floor or really post up or do some of those other things. So it'll be interesting to see what the Cavs do in terms of the minutes and the rotation. Uh, but certainly this is a big game. Uh, you don't, you didn't expect this. I certainly didn't expect a LeBron James led team to be down 0-1 here in the first round despite you know some of the struggles defensively they had this season uh but you know the Pacers are solid that's one of the things i think that's a little bit underrated about this Indiana team is that most of their rotation uh consists of you know solid productive players uh they don't they don't throw out anybody that uh is really exploitable. Uh, defensively, you know, they've got a couple of guys that are smaller. Their point guards, Callison and Joseph, are a little bit smaller, but they're pesky. Uh, you know, they, uh, they, they play hard. They're, they're quick. And, you know, at the, the wing positions, of course, uh, Lance Stevenson, a guy that, uh, you know, doesn't do a great job on LeBron, but at least has a little bit of the heft to not get completely bullied all over the court. Bogdanovich, although he's not a great athlete, you know, he's a great shooter, and he plays hard. Uh, so, it uh, it will be uh, it will be interesting to see. But you know they they've got a solid all around team. Of course, their center position with Turner and uh, Sabonis uh, is is extremely solid as well. As uh, uh, I uh, I'm currently seeing the starting lineups. I'm watching the broadcast on TNT. So uh, if you are Uh, trying to sync up with me. I'm pausing it at this moment uh, to try to, uh, if I'm ahead of anybody, that they can catch up here a little bit. But uh, for Indiana, the starting lineup, uh, the same as in game one, Callison at point, Oladipo at the two, Bogdanovich at the three, Thaddeus Young at the four, and Turner at the five. For the Cavaliers, we've got George Hill at the one, J.R. Smith at the two, Kyle Corver into the starting lineup. it looks like he's the, that's the adjustment playing Corver instead of Green, and then of course LeBron and Kevin Love at center. The TNT broadcast has uh, appears to have Marv Albert and Chris Weber on the call. Cavaliers, of course, at home for this game two and then after game two it goes to Indiana for games three and four. Cavaliers wearing their black jerseys with the red and gold trim. Indiana with the all-yellow uniforms with the navy blue trim. And we are just about to get underway here. The tip is off. And here we go. The Cavaliers control it. They're going from right to left here to start this first quarter. George Hill dribbling the basketball, throws it to Kevin Love at the left elbow. He'll hand it off to LeBron. LeBron fakes the three, drives into the paint, pulls up from ten, and hits LeBron James. Gets the Cavs off to a 2 0 start here. A very convincing and matter-of-fact drive there from LeBron. Bogdanovich hands it off to Collison up top to Oladipo, pressured near half court, and it's over and back. J.R. Smith. Trying to get into the passing lane, ended up pressuring Oladipo, and his right foot stepped behind the half-court line, and it's a turnover, the ball back to the Cavaliers. So already you can see a little bit of the intensity that the Cavs are bringing to the start of this ballgame that they just didn't in Game 1. George Hill with the ball, throws it to Love. Looks like the same play. Love throws it to LeBron, left wing. He drives right to the lane, dribbles over to the right corner, now guarded by Turner. He'll drive left, gets all the way to the paint, lays it up and in on the reverse side. And here comes Indiana, quickly back. Here's Oladipo getting all the way to the paint, and he's going to be called for a charge. Kyle Korver stepped in and took the hit. So Cavaliers off to a solid start, 4-0, 11-14 to go in this opening period. So here's George Hill. Let's see if they go to the same play for the third consecutive time. They will. Hill throws it to Kevin Love. Love will hand this off to LeBron. He's going right, gets right, gets cut off, backs up, fakes the shot. Hands it off to Corver. Corver, and it looks like there's going to be a foul off the ball as Victor Oladipo uh, gave a right shoulder to LeBron and knocked him to the floor. LeBron may be acting a little bit, but there was uh, significant contact there. LeBron on that last possession, taking the switch against Turner and just beating him off the dribble to the basket. So Oladipo, though, that's a big foul there. That's already his second personal here in the first period as we've got 10 minutes and 55 seconds to go in the quarter. LeBron again fading baseline and hits once again. LeBron James off to a 3-for-3 three three start here. The Cavs lead 6 to nothing. A little start you could hope for if you're Indiana. As Victor Oladipo, their best player, has two fouls. LeBron James has the first six points. We've got a timeout with 10.42 to go in the first quarter. Cavaliers lead 6 to nothing, and we've just gone to commercial. So hopefully if any of you are trying to sync up, you've done so by now. I'll try to make sure I point out uh, when the game is coming back from commercial so that uh, you can either pause this broadcast or pause the, the TV that you're watching the game on or computer and uh, sync it up. But, yeah, a really solid, aggressive start. Uh, LeBron, you know, was pretty passive in that game one, was, uh, you know, didn't take a shot for a good chunk of that first quarter, and the Pacers got out to a really big lead, uh, led by uh, over 15 in that opening period of game one, and uh, led by, I believe, 17 at the half. So the Cavs dug themselves a pretty big hole that they couldn't get out of. Uh, looks like they're coming ready and very serious to uh, to play this game and uh, try to even this series up at one but uh, the Pacers you know a minute into the game having your best player uh, out with two fouls that's a big problem I uh, you know I I think coaches a lot of times overreact to foul trouble you know in this case Nate McMillan taking Oladipo out after a minute I, I would personally just leave him in the ball game and you know if he picks up his fouls he's going to pick him up you know even if you if you sit him out for the next 11 minutes and then he comes back at the start of the second quarter and immediately picks up a foul you'll have to you know if you're if you're basing your rest periods on the guy's fouls at, at what quarter in the ball game he's in you're just going to have to sit him then so uh you know the only the only thing that uh, that happens from from this is, you know, Depot's going to miss 11 minutes in which he probably would have played. You know, if he sits out the whole first quarter, that's a quarter that you don't get from Depot. And, uh, I just think coaches, you know, sometimes just overreact to that a little bit. A lot of guys, you know, might pick up two fouls in a short period of time, but then may play the rest of the game without picking up any. And, uh, you know, if that were the case, you could play him in this first quarter and, uh, he'd be fine, um, and again, if he does uh, happen to pick up his third or fourth fouls here, if you continue to play him in the first half, he probably would have done so uh, later in the game anyway. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if McMillan sits him out the whole rest of the first or if he brings him back at some point. Uh, but I, I don't like Indiana's chances already in this ball game if Oladipo is, uh, is going to miss the, pretty much the entirety of the first quarter. Uh, next commercial break, I'm going to be uh, breaking down my All NBA Defense Defensive First Team. Uh, last week we did an episode, uh, Anthony and I, on uh, NBA Awards, and uh, I forgot to include the All Defensive Team, so I'm going to uh, to let you guys know what my thoughts are on that discussion here uh, at the next commercial. Uh, Anthony was not available uh, to join me tonight. Uh, but uh, next week, uh, he is uh, he is available, so we will be doing another live podcast uh, next Wednesday, and he will be joining me. We'll probably be doing something more of a television play-by-play, since uh, we can have some more uh, conversational topics to discuss. As uh, we are now back from the commercial, we're looking at Kyle Korver here. As uh, now we've got the wide screen, as the Pacers have the basketball, and Bogdanovich inbounds it. To Thaddeus Young, he'll hand it to Darren Collison, who driving right, he'll throw it left elbow to Turner. He's got George Hill on him. He throws it right corner Joseph. Joseph backs it out, throws it to Young, inside to Turner, turnaround jump hook, no good. A rebound Hill. Hill will hand this one off to LeBron James. James dribbles over to the left wing. Now backs up, will fire a three ball and hit. LeBron is four for four, and he's given the Cavaliers a nine to nothing lead. LeBron's got that look in his eye like he's not letting uh, the Pacers take a 2-0 lead here in this series. Corey Joseph with the basketball top of the key, guarded by Smith. Dribbling with his left hand, throws it left side to Bogdanovich. He fakes the three drives into the corner, gets double teamed. Finds Turner, left elbow jumper. That one's strong. Rebound James. James will dribble it down the left sideline, out of the wing. Guarded by Young. Goes behind the back, facing up spins fade away from 17 feet that one gets the roll and goes in LeBron James now five for five with 11 and the Cavaliers lead it or yet LeBron James leads it 11 to nothing Turner with the ball hands it off to Joseph Joseph dribbling with his left hand will throw it left side to Callison. Callison will cross over gets left of the lane now backs it out guarded by Hill he'll drive right gets into the paint kicks it out to Young Young fakes the shot on LeBron drives into the paint Puts it up, no good, but uh, actually there was a charge as Kevin Love took the hit. And that will be a foul on Thaddeus Young. So really uh, just nightmarish start for the Indiana Pacers in this one as uh, the Cavaliers playing aggressively on both ends. LeBron dribbles into the front court, hands it off to Hill. Hill left side to Kevin Love. Love throws it under the wing to J.R. Smith. Smith finds LeBron on the block. LeBron guarded by Young. Now he'll face up. LeBron, jab, steps, fades. Off the back of the rim, no good. Fight for the rebound, and it's deflected by Joseph. Picked up by Collison. Collison will dribble it to the right wing. Collison now dribbling with his left hand, guarded by Corver. He'll dribble towards the top. Gets a screen from Turner. Drives right of the key into the corner. Guarded by Love now on the switch. He'll drive left, gets past him, puts up the shot, no good. Love with the rebound, and he'll find LeBron. LeBron pushing it three on three, crosses over the free throw line, and lays it in to the Cavaliers, and LeBron James lead it 13 to nothing with 8.25 to go the first. Indiana with the basketball going from left to right. Conelson guarded by Hill. Hill dribble over to the right wing, now towards the corner. Switch takes place, now LeBron's guarding him. Collison will throw it to Young. Young guarded by Hill. He'll back down. He'll spin baseline. Spin back towards the middle. His jump hook no good. Rebound Corver. Corver will hand it to J.R. Smith who will dribble down the right side into the front court. Looking for Kevin Love on the block. He tries to throw it to him and the pass is wide out of bounds to the Pacers. Frantic start here and Indiana just feels like they've got to take a deep breath and try to uh you know, execute offensively and try to get their first bucket and get into the ballgame. It's been over four minutes, and they've yet to score. Joseph throws it right side to Young. Young finds Bogdanovich on the curl. He'll spin on Corver, puts up the jump shot, no, but a foul, and hopefully the Pacers will now get on the score sheet. Beautiful crossover move by LeBron in transition against Thaddeus Young left him in the dust. 7.43 to go in this opening quarter. Just terrific basketball by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bogdanovich at the line, shooting his first. That one's up and in. So I talked before the game about how Jeff Green was kind of, uh, you know, taken advantage of by the Pacers. Their bigs just kind of let him fire from three and were able to clog the paint. But uh, when you replace uh, Jeff Green with Kyle Korver, you can't exactly do that. So to be honest, uh, you know, especially from the offensive end of the floor, uh, you know, the, the adjustment is definitely a good one in, uh, from Tyrone Liu. As George Hill now has the basketball for the Cavaliers, he'll dribble over to the right wing, throws it up top to LeBron. LeBron finds a cutting love along the baseline. He'll put up a running jump hook with the right hand. No, gets his own rebound, flings it out, fight for the basketball, picked up by Hill, finds a cutting LeBron. He's under the basket. Tries to throw it out. He thought he was fouled. Picked up by Bogdanovich. Here comes Indiana. He'll drive all the way down, and he has the ball knocked out of bounds off his knee, and the Cavaliers will get the ball back. Cavaliers leading this one 13-1. You don't see that score too often in the NBA game. As George Hill with the ball gets a screen from LeBron, finds LeBron on the pick and pop, and he nails the three. Cavaliers with a 15-point lead just five minutes into the ball game. Joseph up top to Turner, he'll hand it off to Callison. Callison dribbling with his right hand. Finds Turner. Turner fakes the jump shot, drives into the paint, a beautiful move around Corver, and lays it up with a right hand off the glass. So Miles Turner gets the Pacers their first bucket of the ball game, and the score now Cleveland sixteen, Indiana three. LeBron throws it left wing. Here is Love for three and he hit it. Kevin Love continues the hot shooting for the Cavaliers, and their lead is now up to sixteen. Collison with the basketball for Indiana. Dribbling with his right hand, guarded by Hill. Look will get a screen from Turner. Gets to the right elbow. Fakes the shot on Love. Finds Thaddeus Young. He'll drive left on LeBron. Dishes it off to Turner, and he is fouled on the shot. And he will go to the line for two. So Indiana seems to have calmed down a little bit, at least on the offensive end, and started to, to execute. But uh, certainly still struggling to stop the Cleveland Cavaliers' offense so far here in this first period. LeBron certainly working hard. He's worked up quite a sweat here in this opening uh, five or six minutes as Turner's first free throw is no good. Turner had 16 points and eight rebounds on six of nine shooting in that game. One victory for the Pacers. And we've got a, another timeout on the floor. Cleveland leads it 19-3 with 6.15 to go. You're listening to Duncan Dynasty. And, of course, the... As far as synchronization, we're now to commercial. So a uh, really, really great start for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, while we're on commercial here, I'll go into my All-NBA defensive first team. Uh, at the guard positions, I have Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler. Of course, Chris Paul uh, you know, only played 58 games during the regular season, but when he played, he was absolutely terrific. One of the key reasons, uh, the Houston Rockets... Have uh, really improved on the defensive end of the floor, uh, as good as Patrick Beverley, uh, you know, is and was for uh, Houston the last couple of years. Uh, I think Chris Paul is even an upgrade over him, and uh, he definitely deserves a spot on this All Defensive First Team. Jimmy Butler, uh, the guard for uh, the guard and forward, I put him at guard here uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he's a guy that uh, you know almost single-handedly turned Minnesota from a 30-win team to. If he had stayed healthy near the end of the season, they would have won over 50 games. Uh, and, you know, a lot of that is due to the defensive end. When he's on the floor, you know, there's still a slightly below average defense, but when he is off the floor, they are terrible on that end of the floor. So he's made a big impact uh, in terms of making them at least, uh, you know, uh, somewhat viable on the defensive end. And, of course, his offensive load is uh, is pretty significant as well. So uh, all the more impressive and same with Chris Paul in terms of his offensive load. So all the more impressive that uh, those guys are still that great on the defensive end. I think uh, you know I, I give a lot of credit to those guys that you know do have a lot of offensive responsibility and yet are still great on defense. If if you know if there's a tie between two guys on defense, I usually uh, use the tiebreaker in terms of it being which guy you know has to do more on offense and and you know has to expend more energy on both ends of the floor and. Uh, so, you know, Paul and Butler certainly, uh, you know, are are really great two-way uh, basketball players. Uh, the forward on my All-NBA defense first team is Robert Covington. Covington, the, uh, the, the small forward uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers, a lot of times, though, has to guard uh, the opposing guards uh, because, of course, Philadelphia doesn't start a uh, prototypical point guard with Ben Simmons out there. So Covington, you know, having to guard one through four positionally, uh, just does a terrific job. He gets a lot of deflections and steals and, uh, you know, is a guy that not only is pretty quick on his feet but also uh, is uh, is pretty strong and doesn't get pushed around very easily. So he's a guy that uh, for a Philadelphia team that has really, uh, you know, surprised at how good they've been defensively, uh, he's been one of the keys to that. Uh, Al Horford I've got at the uh, other forward spot. Of course, the Boston Celtics have been a top five defense this season. Uh, and you know he's one of the key cogs to that. Of course, uh, you know Boston's got a a lot of good defenders on that team, but Al Horford is kind of the anchor. He's the guy that's communicating and uh, calling out the screens and and just doing a really good job. As we are now back to the broadcast, they're showing LeBron on the reverse drive there. If you're trying to to sync up with me, uh, as uh, Al Horford again, a guy that's done a, a terrific job for Boston. Not an elite athlete, but uh, you know pretty good moving laterally. Uh, And, of course, at center, I've got uh, the guy that I claimed was the defensive player of the year. I talked about him extensively in that last week's episode. Uh, You know, Rudy Gobert is my all-NBA first-team center. As Turner's free throw is up and in, and the Pacers now trail at 19-4 as we approach the halfway mark of this opening period. LeBron walks it over the timeline into the front court for the Cavaliers, getting a double screen at the top of the key. Now guarded by Bogdanovich. Now will try to get a screen from Corver. Finds Corver on the pick and pop, and his three ball is good. Kyle Corver knocking down the wide open jumper, and that makes it 22 to four. Of course, the Cavs taking advantage of the fact that Indiana throwing two guys at LeBron there, and just letting Corver be the screen man and benefit from the opening. Corey Joseph with the basketball at the top of the key gets a screen from Turner. Now on the left wing. Now he'll dribble it up to the top, throws it right side to Callison. Collison trying to find Turner, now will isolate against George Hill. Collison will fade away from about 18 feet and knock it down. Cleveland 22, Indiana 6 now, as the lead is 16, 5-19 to go in the opening quarter. Indiana just trying to hang in this one after uh, the blitz that Cleveland has thrown the Pacers here in the first. LeBron right side to Love, fakes the three, throws it right corner to Smith. Smith isolating on Thaddeus Young, will fade away from 16 feet and hit. J.R. Smith and all of the Cavaliers shooting away and shooting the ball well here early on. Joseph dribbles it into the right corner, will get a screen from Turner. Gets to the free throw line, now dribbles to the left of the paint, hands it off to Collison. Collison drives in, kicks it right side, Bogdanovich finds Turner on the block. Guarded by Smith, Turner backs in, fade away, blocked by George Hill, but a foul. George Hill, I think, uh, coming over in help side defense just got a little bit of Turner's hand on that play, as we watch the Kyle Corver three as it goes through the hoop. Hill, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little over aggressive there. I was surprised at how little uh, George Hill played in that uh, in that game one. You know, he was a signing that uh, I thought was a pretty good. Pickup for the Cavaliers in terms of his defense and his off-ball shooting. Kind of a perfect complementary piece for a a player like LeBron who often takes a lot of the regular point guard duties. So Turner knocking down the first free throw. And the second one is up, and that's good as well. 24-8. The Cavaliers lead this one by 16. 4.37 4.37 ago in the first quarter. LeBron driving past. Stevenson gets all the way to the paint. Lays it up and in. Plus the foul. LeBron a freight train right to the hoop. And gives the Cavaliers an 18-point lead. LeBron just playing a terrific opening quarter here in this ball game. He has been absolutely fantastic. Free throw is up, and that one's off the back of the rim, but he tips the ball out, picked up by Calderon. Left wing to Love. Love will hand it off to LeBron. LeBron in the left corner will fire the three. That one's off the front of the rim, no good. Rebound, Joseph. Joseph will dribble into the front court, drives left the lane, gets all the way to the hoop, stops, pitches it out to Collison, left corner. He'll drive into the paint, hands it off to Turner, and he slams it home with a right hand. Miles Turner with an emphatic flush, and the Pacers trail again by 16. Calderon finds a lane, gets all the way to the hoop, and is pummeled by the likes of Corey Joseph as uh, he looked to pass the ball away. Calderon, not the uh, fleetest of foot, but uh, found a huge alley wide open down the lane, and then the Pacers, at the last moment, tried to get in there and stop him. uh, Called for the foul. So the Cavs get it into LeBron. LeBron finds Corver on the three, but it's going to be a moving screen on Kevin Love as he tried to free Corver at the top of the key. So the Pacers have the ball back. Corey Joseph throws it left elbow to Miles Turner. Turner facing up against Kevin Love will hand it off to Collison. Collison throws it back into Turner. Turner will back down. Continuing to dribble it. Drives right into the paint. Fakes the jump hook and then lays it up and in. Might have gotten away with a little bit of a travel there. Kevin Love complaining. But uh, nonetheless, the Pacers get the hoop. And it's now 26-12. LeBron throws it to Corver Right back to LeBron. Left corner. cor to uh, Kevin Love. His three is no good. Rebound Young. He'll hand it off to Callison. Callison into the front court over to the right wing, guarded by LeBron. He'll try to throw it into Thaddeus Young, guarded by Korver. Young backing down now, looking over the defense, picks up his dribble, finds Turner in the paint. He'll fake the shot. Another shot fake. Puts it up that one short. Fight for the rebound. Off of a couple of Indiana Pacers and out of bounds to the Cavaliers. So Indiana still struggling here, especially uh, on the offensive end of the floor, 3:08 to go in the first quarter. Cavaliers 26, Pacers 12. Cleveland with the ball going from right to left here in this opening quarter. LeBron handling the point guard duties on this possession, dribbles over to the right wing, throws into the corner to Love. Love fires it back to LeBron, passes off line, picked off by Cotleson. Cotleson with his speed gets all the way down the floor, nearly misses the layup, but gets a friendly roll. He's a little bit hobbled as he jogs back down the floor. But the lead is now down to 12, and that will cause the Cleveland Cavaliers to call a timeout as there's 2.48 to go in the first quarter. Cleveland 26, Indiana 14. We are about to head to commercial, and the commercial starts now. So, uh, the... Last commercial, I talked about my All-NBA defensive first team. This time, I'm going to go into my All-NBA defensive second team. One of the guys uh, is in this game, actually. One of my guards on the second team is Victor Oladipo. He's been absolutely terrific this season. I believe one of the league leaders in deflections and steals. Uh, He rarely gambles, though, and just does a really solid job. He's got pretty good strength and size uh, and, and, of course, great athleticism. Uh, but uh, really just plays hard on a consistent basis on that end. Uh, So he's definitely a deserving spot on the second team. I've got Paul George as my other guard. Uh, He's another guy like Oladipo, uh, does a great job in terms of deflections and steals. Uh, He has been terrific for Oklahoma City. And of course, when uh, the Thunder had Paul George and Andre Robertson out there on the floor, teams just didn't know what to do. They were just completely flummoxed. But uh, Paul George... Certainly uh, pretty good as well. We're back from commercial now. Uh, if you're trying again to uh, sync up with me, hopefully you're uh, you're enjoying this so far. Uh, it's the first time I've done a play-by-play here for uh, Duncan Dynasty. It's something that uh, I hope to do here in the coming weeks as well, uh, and hopefully with the company of Anthony Brown uh, as these uh, playoffs get deeper and deeper and uh, more and more exciting. I'll, uh, I mentioned the backcourt of my All-NBA second team. I'll get into the rest of the Uh, The second team defense on the next commercial break. As uh, the Cavaliers have the basketball, LeBron will dribble into the front court, gets over to the left side, will throw it up to Rodney Hood. Hood will pull up from 16 and hit. So Rodney Hood coming off the bench in favor of J.R. Smith. Uh, But he comes in off the bench and knocks down his first jumper, and the Cavs lead it 28-14. Collison with the ball, throws it left side to Turner. Turner is fouled by Larry Nance, Nance being a little too aggressive on that entry pass, trying to make it difficult, which uh, has been one of the key defensive differences in the Cavaliers this game, is just making the uh, the easy passes that the Pacers were able to get off uh, just a little bit more challenging, pressuring a little bit more, as Calderon does here on Stevenson. Stevenson, left side, will pull up over Nance. That one's way off the mark. Rebound LeBron. LeBron will push the tempo. Guarded by Turner, will pull up from three, And that one's short. Fight for the rebound. Picked up by Stevenson. Stevenson for the Pacers will push it into the front court. Gets to the three-point line. Pulls up from 18. That one's good. So Lance Stevenson being aggressive as usual here in the opening quarter in his first couple of minutes of play. And the lead is back down to 12. Calderon with the ball left side for the Cavaliers. Dribbling with his right hand. will get a screen from LeBron. will shoot the three and nail it. Jose Calderon continues the Cavaliers' hot three-point shooting. And they lead at 31 to 16. Here's Joseph coming right back down the floor for the Pacers. Horrible transition defense there from the Cavaliers. Offer after a made three, and Callison, or excuse me, Joseph knocks it down. Here's Calderon again, same play, gets a screen from LeBron. We'll fire again. That one short. Rebound Sabonis. So here is Lance Stevenson now dribbling down the right side, guarded by Hood. We'll get a screen from Sabonis. We'll find Turner at the free throw line. Now out to Joseph. Joseph, top of the key, gets a screen from Turner, dribbles left at the elbow. Now picks up his dribble, hands it off to Callison. Callison at the top of the key gets a screen from Turner, drives right of the lane, pulls back, fakes his shot, tries to draw the foul on Lance. No Nance, no, no foul, and the shot is short, but picked up by Sabonis. Sabonis hands it back out to Corey Joseph now, who will calm things down and run some clock. 49 seconds on the game clock, 12 on the shot clock. Joseph will pull up. No, he he offers a pass inside to Sabonis. Left-handed jump hook over LeBron. No good. LeBron tips it out to Calderon. Calderon, right wing, throws it left side hood. He fakes the three, takes a step in, finds a cutting LeBron who lays it up and in off the glass with the left hand. Beautiful pass there from Rodney Hood. Again, semi-transition break there. Cavaliers get an easy bucket. LeBron with 20 in this opening quarter on nine for 12 shooting. Pacers with the basketball, 22 on the game clock, 12 on the shot clock. Kyle gets a screen from Turner, gets to the free throw line, has Hood on his back, gets left of the paint, fires it back out to Stevenson. Three on the shot clock. Guarded by Calderone. Fadeaway three. That one nearly banked in. Picked up by LeBron. Seven seconds to go. He'll find J.R. Smith. Left wing three. That one short. One second, Callison fires from three-quarters court, and that one's off the backboard and out of bounds, and that will end the opening quarter with the score, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 33, the Indiana Pacers, 18. So uh, Indiana, after uh, falling behind, I believe, 13 to nothing, played the Cavaliers basically even the rest of the quarter, but LeBron James just dominating as we go to a commercial. So uh, I mentioned the uh, the backcourt I had for the All NBA Defensive Second Team, Victor Oladipo and Paul George. Now I'll get into the forward positions. I've got LaMarcus Aldridge at one spot. Uh, you know he has been terrific for San Antonio. Of course, the Spurs not having Kawhi Leonard for the entirety of the pretty much the entirety of the season, except for nine games in which he was in limited minutes. Uh, but Aldridge has still been able to be the anchor of the Spurs, who have oftentimes gone small in favor of, uh, you know, lineups that featured Rudy Gay instead of Pau Gasol. So, you know, even in lineups in which the Spurs are opting for a little bit more offense and uh, a little bit less defense and rebounding in size, Aldridge has still been able to maintain those units and keep them at uh, really high levels on the defensive end of the floor. So Aldridge, uh, you know, really solid, of course, uh, you know, he still moves his feet reasonably well. He's still pretty long, decent rim protector. So he's done a really solid job for San Antonio. Uh, Anthony Davis, the other forward on my second team, you know, his length and athleticism is just, uh, you know, a terror for opposing offenses. Of course, uh, you know the New Orleans Pelicans, which I will get into later, uh, have gotten off to a 2-0 series lead. Against uh, the Portland Trailblazers in large part due to Anthony Davis just being a terror on that end of the floor and instilling fear in opposing guards and anybody trying to attack the basket. His ability to move his feet, of course, and you know even contest on the perimeter is uh, is pretty terrific as well. Uh, and my center on the All Defensive Second Team, I've got Joel Embiid. He's a guy that uh, you know right there uh, in line with Rudy Gobert as one of my favorites for the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, his uh, his rim protection is uh, is off the charts, and he, again for a guy his size, the ability to move his feet like he does is uh, is pretty unparalleled. So, uh, Joel Embiid, another guy that uh, absolutely terrific on the All Defensive Second Team. So again, to recap, I've got Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler. Robert Covington, Al Horford and Rudy Gobert on my all defense first team. On my second team, I've got Victor Oladipo, Paul George, LaMarcus Aldridge, Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid on the second team. And uh, next commercial break, I'll talk about some honorable mentions. Of course, there's there's three teams of the All NBA, but uh, there's only two all defensive teams, so uh, a little bit peculiar there. Why there's uh, there's there's only been two, and it's it's always been that way. But certainly there's a lot of guys that uh, I will mention here uh, that uh, that are also pretty deserving, and I wouldn't be surprised if they find their way onto one of these teams when when the voting is all said and done. We're uh, we're we're just about to to come back. From the commercial break, we're seeing TNT Animal Kingdom logo, and now we're back. We've got a, uh, a TNT advertisement showing on the screen here. American Express. As now we see a shot of Cleveland and a little bit of the skyline there. Cavaliers lead at 33-18. As uh, the Pacers... Really, you know, after that opening uh, burst from the Cavaliers, did a decent job of, uh, you know, weathering the storm as the Pacers have the ball to start the second quarter and Sabonis is fouled by Jeff Green, but uh, you know, getting off to a, I believe it was a 13 to nothing deficit. That's uh, just really tough to overcome, but only lost by two the rest of the period. So, uh, you know. Maybe that's a, shot, a sign that the Pacers have calmed down and have, ma- have started to match the intensity of the Cavaliers as Sabonis knocks down the first free throw. Of course, Sabonis, the son of uh, legendary player Arvidas Sabonis, one of my favorite players in the history of the NBA, as Sabonis knocks down the second as well, and it's now 33-20. to 20, Calderon will walk the ball up into the front court, Throws it left side to Nance. Nance dribbles with the right hand. Hands it off to Hood on the right wing. He'll fake the three. Gets into the paint. Throws it left corner. Calderon three off the front of the rim. No good. Rebound Sabonis. Sabonis hands it off to Joseph. Joseph now on the left wing. Gets a screen from Booker. Joseph up top to Sabonis. Back to Joseph. Looking for Booker on the inside. Now he'll cross over, Gets to the free throw line. Now gets it to Booker. Guarded by Clarkson on the switch. He'll back down. Finds Joseph. Right back, another post-entry. Here is Booker with the shot, and he is swatted away by Larry Nance. A beautiful weak side defensive play as Booker had the mismatch, and Nance said, not in my house. 2.8 left on the shot clock here as the Pacers inbound it. Stevenson trying to get it in. He throws it to pretty much nobody, but picked up by Joseph. Fadeaway three. That one's an air ball. Picked up by Nance, who will get it to Hood. Hood pushing the tempo here. Dribbling on the right wing gets a screen from Nance. Now over to the left-hand side will fire the three and nail it. Rodney Hood makes it a 36-20 Cavaliers advantage. Here's Oladipo for Indiana dribbling on the left side. Guarded by Hood, Oladipo did sit out the rest of that first quarter. He split the double team here, gets all the way to the basket, and lays it up and in off the glass. Victor Oladipo did that quite a bit in game one, able to split that Cavalier trap. On all those pick and rolls. Jeff Green with the basketball throws it to Larry Nance at the free throw line. Hands it off to Clarkson. Clarkson has his shot blocked by Joseph. Here's Lance Stevenson. Two on three break. He just bullies his way to the basket. And he's going to be called for an offensive foul. Stevenson doesn't like the call. But uh, seemed like he lowered the shoulder a little bit to create space on that transition play. Jordan Clarkson, the recipient of that punishment. As Calderon with the ball for the Cavaliers, dribbling with his left hand on the left side, throws it up top to Nance. Nance hands it off to Hood. Hood gets a screen, gets to the free throw line, finds Nance under the basket. He'll kick it back out to Clarkson. Clarkson, right wing, Hood, deep three. That one's short. Rebound by Green, and he has the ball poked away by Booker. Booker will hand it off to Oladipo. Oladipo now at the top of the key will fire away from three. That one's off the back of the rim, no good. And there's a foul on the rebound on Jose Calderon as as uh, Booker was about to get the offensive board, size mismatch on that play. So Oladipo, you know, missing those, uh, you know, missing that last shot. You know, when you sit out for pretty much an entire quarter and you have your normal uh, routine screwed up, uh, a lot of times it's hard for those players to get back into a rhythm. As another off-ball foul on the Cavaliers. So Indiana gets it in. Joseph, right wing to Sabonis, hands it off to Oladipo. He'll get a screen, now dribbles it back up top towards the Cavaliers logo. Facing up against Hood, he'll get another screen from Sabonis, drives right of the paint, has the ball poked away by Larry Nance from behind. Unnecessary deflection there from Nance, or else that would have been an easy layup as Oladipo had a clean path to the rim. Calderon taking a seat for the Cavaliers as the ball inbounded batted Oladipo. Left corner, three is good. Victor Oladipo knocking that shot down. Cavaliers' lead is now down to 11 with nine and a half to go in this opening half. Jeff Green up top to Larry Nance. He'll throw it right side to Hood. Hood dribbling with the left hand, crosses over, pulls up from 18 at the top. No good, rebound Booker. Booker will dribble with his left hand up the left sideline. Passes it out to Oladipo. Oladipo now guarded by Green. Oladipo backs it up top. Again near the Cavs logo. Facing up Green. Crosses over. Beautiful move. Finds a bonus. Left corner wide open for three. Can't hit it. Rebound Nance and He is hammered on the outlet pass. And that'll be a foul on Booker. Seemed like a cynical foul there from Trevor Booker. Uh, just an intentional foul trying to stop the fast break. Beautiful move from Ola Depot. Cavaliers defense, though, doing a solid job of collapsing and, you know, making Sabonis, who's not the greatest of three-point shooters, beat you from there. Jeff Green on the right wing, and we've got another off-the-ball foul, I believe, again, it's on Booker who's complaining. Stevenson in there to try to calm him down. Usually it's the other way around. 8.55 to go in the second quarter. 15 seconds on the shot clock for the Cavaliers. J.R. Smith, I believe, into the ballgame for Cleveland. He'll be guarded by Oladipo. Jeff Green will inbound it on the far sideline. He'll get it in to Larry Nance. Nance up top to J.R. Smith. Smith looking for Love on the block, guarded by Booker. He'll throw it into him. Love now backing down. We'll turn over the left shoulder. Jump hook is good. Kevin Love extends the Cavs lead back up to 13. A beautiful move there in the post. Here's the Pacers with the basketball again. Oladipo running things, getting a screen from Sabonis. Now we'll drive right. Gets all the way to the paint. A Eurostep move and lays it in on the reverse with the right hand. Beautiful move from Oladipo. Taking advantage of the fact that Kevin Love not the greatest of rim protectors. Here's Clarkson back down for the Cavaliers. Shot off the backboard and no good. Rebound Joseph. He'll push the tempo. Now we'll find Stevenson. top of the key, gets a screen from Sabonis, throws it left side, Oladipo. Now he'll get a screen. Oladipo dribbling right wing, finds Sabonis inside. Beautiful fake on Love, tries to put it up, no good. I think Love got a deflection on it, and it's out of bounds off the Cavaliers. The Pacers will keep it. Oladipo showing that dynamite athleticism on the previous drive. Euro stepping around Kevin Love and making the reverse lay-in. Putting some English on the ball as well. Stevenson throws it right side to Oladipo, who will dribble with his left hand towards the top of the key and the half-court line. He'll get a screen from o- Sabonis. He slips, throws it left side to Joseph, into the block to Booker. Booker back out to Joseph. Ten on the shot clock. Joseph again backing out with Nance guarding him. He'll cross over, gets a free-throw line jumper. It's good. Corey Joseph getting to his sweet spot there, and all of a sudden the lead is down to nine. 38 38-29. As LeBron James back into the ball game for the Cavaliers, George Hill dribbles over the left side, right side to Love. He'll throw it to LeBron in the corner. LeBron getting a screen now will find Love on the block, guarded by Stevenson on the mismatch. He'll get double teamed. Tries to get it to Nance, as the ball poked away by Aldipo. Now on the break for the Pacers, he'll find Joseph, lays it up and in a transition. All of a sudden, it's 38 to 31. Seven minutes and 10 seconds to go in the second quarter. Pacers cutting into that Cavs early lead. LeBron James at the near the half-court line throws it right wing to J.R. Smith. He's looking for love on the post. He'll get it along the baseline. Gets double-teamed. That one's no good. Rebound Sabonis. Sabonis will hand it off to Oladipo, pressured by George at the half-court line. He'll dribble over the right wing, finds Booker under the basket. Guarded by Smith. He'll back down. Kick out to Sabonis for three. That one's short. Fight for the rebound, and Booker's going to be called for the foul as LeBron got knocked down. We've got a timeout on the floor as uh, the Cavaliers' lead has been trimmed down to 7, 38-31 as we go to a commercial break. So uh, now I'm going to mention some of my honorable mention uh, candidates for all defense, guys that I think, uh, you know, that I struggled with. I was considering for either my first or second team, but uh, for uh, not their fault, but for the guys ahead of them, I think they just were a little bit better. Uh, But uh, some guys I'd like to mention, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Greek freak. uh, You know, the Bucks were kind of a disaster on the defensive end, uh, but a lot of that, I believe, was due to coaching. Uh, You know, Giannis has been terrific not only as a rim protector and off, uh, you know, a a weak side shot blocker, but, uh, you know, his length and athleticism really causes guys problems in one-on-one situations as well. Another guy that can guard one through five. So uh, Giannis certainly uh, a guy that uh, deserves at least consideration for all defense. Another guy, Drew Holiday. He has really shown out in this series against the Portland Trailblazers, really uh, slowing down the likes of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. He has done uh, just a terrific job from the guard spot. Another guy that uh, can guard, you know, one through three. He's got decent size and quickness as well. Pretty long arms. You know, a guy that made some really great steals and blocks at the end of that game one that uh, uh, helped the Pelicans get that victory, and you know he is uh, he's been pretty good all season long. And uh, again, a guy that uh, you know, even though the Pelicans' defense as a team wasn't great, I don't think it's really due to him. Uh, He's maybe one of the reasons they're not near the bottom of the league, and they're a little bit better than that. So Holiday certainly a guy that deserves consideration. Josh Richardson, another guy for uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, the Heat, of course, a pretty solid defensive team. They've got a lot of uh, pretty good, versatile defenders, and he's really probably their best. Uh, he's a guy that uh, really makes it difficult based on his length and athleticism, his quickness, uh, and, and he works really hard on the defensive end of the floor. If, uh, you know, guys that like to run off screens, he's really good at keeping up with them and contesting doing a pretty good job. He's he's made life a little bit difficult, especially in that last game for a guy like J.J. Redick. Uh so uh you know Josh Richardson's certainly a guy that uh deserving of consideration. Luke Richard and Baum Mute of the Houston Rockets. Of course I mentioned earlier Chris Paul one of the key reasons and upgrades that the Rockets made in the offseason, but I would say Luke Richard and Baum Mute is you know, if Chris Paul is one A in terms of defensive improvements, uh Luke Richard is one B. He has been fantastic. Uh, the Rockets are significantly better on the defensive end of the floor when he's on the on the court. And, you know, he, he again, with his length and his size, can, can defend some of those premier wing players that, you know, basically every team needs a guy like Luke Richard that can can defend out on the perimeter and defend those all-star caliber guys and make it at least tough on them, and he certainly does that. Uh, Draymond Green, another guy that, you know, he's taken a little bit of a step back, especially from his, as we're back from commercial now, Victor Oladipo talking here uh, on the screen. Uh, Draymond Green, a guy that uh, he, you know, he's, he's not at the level that he was in his Defensive Player of the Year years or even prior to that when he finished second to Kawhi Leonard but certainly a guy that uh, you know is still playing defense at a high level for a solid defensive team in the Warriors and again despite Golden State being worse on that end they're still pretty good as the Cavs have the basketball now LeBron James dribbling at the top of the key he'll drive right of the lane bullies his way in and he's he draws a foul there I believe on Corey Joseph and those two are yapping back and forth Victor Oladipo uh arguing the call there, and Nate McMillan has a perplexed look on his face. 6.31 here left in the second quarter as LeBron heads to the free-throw line. And the first one rattles out. So yeah, that's uh, those are my all... Old- Defensive uh, first and second teams, and then some honorable mentions. I hope you enjoyed that, and uh, apologize for forgetting about that in the awards episode. But uh, figured uh, would have ample time with commercial breaks to uh, to get that in here. As uh, LeBron knocks down the second free throw, the Pacers have the basketball now. That one bounces off the foot, I believe, of Kevin Love. Sabonis picks it back up, tries to hand it off to Oladipo, denied by Jr. He'll get it to Corey Joseph. Joseph drives left of the paint. Tries to find Oladipo, ball deflected, picks it back up, gets double team finds a bonus. He throws it up as the shot clock expires and it goes in off the glass. A fortunate shot there for the Pacers and the lead is now down to six. LeBron with the ball on the left wing. He's dribbling with the right hand, gets a screen from George Hill, gets into the corner. Now guarded by Oladipo, who he'll, he'll, he will take to the block, gets double team finds Smith. Left corner, love three. That one's off the back of the rim, no good. Rebound, Oladipo. He's knocked to the floor, but he maintains his dribble. Now we'll get to the three-point line. Throws it left side, Stevenson. He drives, bangs against LeBron, and puts it up off the glass with a right hand. Kevin Love banged up a little bit on that play, it appears. But all of a sudden, it's a four-point game. Cleveland 39, Indiana 35. A 15-to-three run by the Pacers. 5:20 to go in this first half. LeBron dribbling the basketball on the right side, or excuse me, at the top of the key. Throws it right side to Love. Love guarded by Sabonis, facing up, fakes the shot, drives baseline, puts up a jump hook, that one's good. Sabonis losing his balance there, not able to put up a good contest. 41-35, Cavs lead back up to six. Joseph up top to Sabonis, hands it off to Oladipo, guarded by Smith. He shoves off Jr. gets away with it, throws it to Sabonis, out to Stevenson, who throws in the corner to Joseph. His three's no good. LeBron with the rebound. He outlets it to Love. He'll fire the three ball, and that one is no good, but he draws the foul. And this is one of those fouls that just uh, really gets, uh, you know, annoys me because this is not a shooting foul on Victor Oladipo. Love jumped completely sideways on this, as uh, we're seeing what maybe caused Love uh, a little bit of pain there as he tweaked his ankle on that last three-point attempt. But uh, Love shot faked, and then uh, Oladipo jumped to the side of him, and then Love jumped that three-point shot. It's just an unnatural shooting motion. And just because there's contact does not mean it's a defensive foul. In that case, Love is creating the contact by making an unnatural move. And that's what Oladipo is arguing, and that's a big call because that is his third personal foul. So Love, hobbled and all, will go to the free throw line for three shots. Still uh, wiggling out that uh, right ankle. First free throw is up and good. Let's see what uh, Nate McMillan does here in terms of, you know, when Oladipo picked up two fouls in the first quarter, he was uh, taken out immediately, and it looks like he's going to do so again now that Oladipo has picked up his third and Bogdanovich will check back in for him. So again, Oladipo has played uh, about eight minutes of this first half, and that's all the time he's going to get. So, you know, assuming his normal workload, I would assume would be at least 18 minutes, the Pacers have lost 10 minutes of having Oladipo on the floor, which, you know, is uh, going to hurt you as a basketball team, given that he's their best player. Love knocks down the free throw, makes it 44-35. Here's Indiana with the basketball. It's Stevenson dribbling at the top of the key, crosses over, gets left of the lane, gets all the way to the hoop, and lays it up and in with the left hand. A beautiful move from Lance Stevenson. 44-37, Cavs lead by 7. 4.22 to go in this second quarter. LeBron finds Corver, curling 3 is good on the left side. Kyle Corver. Knocking down the three-point shot. The Cavaliers have done a great job from the three-point arc all first half here. As uh, their lead is back up to 10, we've got another timeout by Indiana with 4.12 to go in the half. We're going to commercial right now. So been a pretty entertaining first half. Of course, the Cavs getting off to that great uh, start. But uh, the Pacers have done a good job of uh, getting back into the ball game. But again, uh, the Victor Oladipo foul trouble not uh, helping matters if you're a Pacers fan. This has been. Uh, this is an episode of Duncan Dynasty. You're listening to. If you haven't listened to uh, any of uh, our previous episodes, normally it's uh, myself, Garrett Bougay, and Anthony Brown. Uh, we're talking about not only uh, the current uh, NBA, but also topics that involve uh, talking about the history of the game and uh, you know the players of the '70s and '80s and '90s, as well as uh, the guys that you see playing currently. Uh, we uh, we do an episode every wednesday so if you haven't listened to our uh, previous episodes uh, most of our content i feel like uh, you know you don't have to uh, listen to it uh, in a timely manner you know we we uh, we did an episode on the mj vs. lebron debate which you know i think is a, an argument that will continue to continue to uh, be talked about by nba junkies for years to come uh, we did uh, episodes on our top 25 greatest players of all time, which of course is subject to change with uh, the current players continuing with their careers. But for the most part, it's a lot of a lot of guys on both of our lists. Uh, you know, are retired and their careers over. So, uh, you know, that's something uh, that uh, would be pretty interesting. We talked about how uh, the the sport of basketball in general and uh, specifically the NBA has changed over the years. Uh, you know, from uh, what the current game of the three point pace and space uh to uh you know the the era of the eighties with the Showtime Lakers versus the celtics and and uh, also the pre three point line era and uh you know how uh, that has affected not only uh you know which players are effective uh, but uh, you know how many possessions teams uh teams have per game and how that affects players' stats and and all of those different uh, discussions. So, again, if you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes, I urge you to do so. We would love if you could uh, subscribe to our show. It's Duncan, D-U-N-K-I-N, and then Space Dynasty, uh, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. You can uh, subscribe to our show on iTunes. It's uh, it's a great way to show that uh, you're supporting supporting the podcast, and uh, we would love to hear any uh, comments or feedback or suggestions future episodes you'd like us to do we're, we're happy to to take any uh, and all uh, uh criticisms and uh and comments so uh it's uh it's been fun so far we've done i believe uh, this is the 22nd or 23rd episode we've done so it's 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 been a good time uh, of course anthony lived in texas for a while we uh, we met uh, at ohio northern and uh, we're roommates there and he lived in Texas several years after college, but just recently moved back to the state of Ohio. So we've been able to get together and uh, have these discussions. And we we really enjoy it. So I hope you're enjoying it as well as the Pacers uh, have the basketball here as Bogdanovich throws it out of bounds. The Cavs will get it back with 4:04 left to go in this second quarter. George Hill will walk it over the timeline into the front court. Fires to LeBron on the right wing. Guarded by Bogdanovich, he'll hand it to Korver. Corver back to LeBron on the roll. He'll slam it home with a right hand. LeBron James extends the lead back to 12 as he has just had a terrific first half. Stevenson with the basketball tries to find Turner. He somehow gets a handle on it, but then tries to throw it inside to Thaddeus Young, and the ball is out of bounds to the Cavaliers. So the Pacers with uh, a couple of turnovers here out of the timeout. And Cleveland gets the ball back, trying to extend the lead. LeBron left side, Corver curling three again. That one's short. Rebound, Callison. Callison will jog it up into the front court. Gets to the top of the key, gets a screen from Turner. Dribbling left, finds Turner on the roll. A beautiful finish up and under from Miles Turner. And that makes the score 49 39. Here's Corver in transition, is hoping for three. And of course, Kyle Korver, one of the greatest shooters of all time, nails it. So the Pacers missing an assignment there in transition defense, and the Cavaliers make them pay. Here's Bogdanovich. He'll try to answer, and he does. Boyan Bogdanovich, the three-pointer from straight away. Cavaliers 52, Pacers 42, 248 to go in the second quarter. LeBron with the basketball. Throws it left wing to Love. He'll drive baseline. Puts up a floater. That one's short. Rebound Young. He'll get it to Callison. Callison pushing the tempo. Gets it left wing Bogdanovich. He'll fire un- inside to Turner. LeBron tried to get the steal but uh, was just a bit late, and Turner got the wide open slam. So the lead back down to eight. Pacers doing good in this stretch without Oladipo. Kevin Love hands it off to Corver. Corver up top to George Hill. George Hill gets a screen from LeBron, has the ball poked away, and the ball went off Turner's foot and out of bounds. Turner mad at himself on that one. Pacers uh, had an opportunity maybe to get back and, and score in transition if he had come up with that basketball. Smith throws it into Corver. We've got an offensive foul, moving screen. I believe this one's on LeBron. He's complaining about it. 2.07 to go here until the halftime break. Got, uh, I believe, a couple of substitutions. George Hill has uh has played more in this ball game so far. Later tonight, uh Timberwolves Rockets game two as Houston won game one by behind a t- brilliant performance from James Harden. Collison throws it left side to Bogdanovich. Collison with the basketball pacers going from left to right here in the second quarter. Collison dribbling with the right hand, guarded by Hood. He'll get a screen now from Turner. Dribbles left, pulls up from three. That one's offline, picked up by Love. He'll hand it to LeBron. LeBron will push it, gets to the right wing, gets all the way to the free throw line. Right side hood, excuse me, left side hood, into the corner to Corver. His three's no good. Rebound Stevenson. Stevenson dribbling with his right hand, gets all the way into the paint, fires it to Cowleson, fakes the three, puts up the shot. Actually, we've got a uh, we've got a charge. I believe Stevenson called for the charge there. Wasn't sure if the refs called it at first because the play continued, but uh, they indeed did. Stevenson just out of control there, and uh, Corver standing his ground on the pass, and Stevenson ran right through him. It's the Cavs maintaining an eight point lead. They've got the basketball back as Stevenson will go to the bench. He's banged up a little bit after that, uh, that contact with Corver. LeBron calling out a play. He'll get a screen from Smith. He'll drive right of the paint. Gets all the way to the bucket. And it looks like Turner might have got a piece of that shot. Here comes the Pacers Bogdanovich. And he'll dribble down and get fouled by J.R. Smith as he got to the free throw line. LeBron shaking his head as if uh, he thought there was a foul by Turner on that play. We'll see the replay here. A little bit of contact from Turner uh, with his right arm perhaps got away with a little bit of a push. But uh, no block on the play. LeBron just, uh, you know, shot the layup a little bit too hard. So the Pacers with a basketball. Bogdanovich in Batting at near sideline gets it into Turner. Turner, guarded by Love, will try to find Thaddeus Young, but it's picked off by LeBron. And he whams it home with the right hand. LeBron James, good aggressive defensive play there. 25 points here in the first half for LeBron. Bogdanovich, right wing, three. That one's short. Rebound, James. Here he comes, back down the side, goes behind the back against Collison, gets right in lane, gets all the way to the hoop, and he's fouled. LeBron James motivated to get to the basket in this ballgame. Generally, that uh, bodes well for the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron James is aggressively attacking the basket. LeBron, on that transition breakaway, uh, kind of looked back at Turner and said, uh, you're not catching me. LeBron also, uh, along with his 25 points, he's got eight rebounds and four assists. The first free throw is up and in. 55-44, to 44, Cavaliers' lead is up to 11, 58.5 to go here in this second quarter. J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, Larry Nance, Rodney Hood, and LeBron for the Cavs. Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young, Boyan Bogdanovich, Darren Collison, and I believe that's Glenn Robinson out there for the Pacers. Glenn Robinson, the third. Collison with the basketball, guarded by Smith, dribbling over to the right side. Now gets a switch with Larry Nance, throws it right corner to Robinson, back to Collison. Ten on the shot clock, he'll isolate against Nance, shot fake, finds a cutting Thaddeus Young near the hoop, fakes it, and then puts it up with a jump hook with the left hand up and in. Lead back down to 10, 35 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Looks like the Cavs are going to opt to uh, slow it down. They could have had a uh, two-for-one if they went quickly. 10 on the shot clock now. LeBron with the basketball. Guarded by Bogdanovich. Finds Corver, Throws it inside to Nance. Nance guarded by Turner. And a beautiful cut by LeBron. And Nance found him and he slams it home. LeBron James. I believe that makes 29 for LeBron on the ball game. with the basketball. 8 seconds on the game clock. Guarded by Smith. He'll cross over. Gets left of the lane. Finds Turner right side. 2 on the game clock. Shot fake. Fade away from 18 is no good, and that will end the first half of play with the Cleveland Cavaliers leading the Indiana Pacers 58-46. to LeBron James with a wonderful first half of play, and of course Victor Oladipo for the Pacers in constant foul trouble in that first half, limited in minutes. Uh, and, uh, you know, whenever that happens, the Pacers are going to struggle. As we're about to go to a commercial, we're going to a commercial right now. So now that, uh, that we're at halftime, I figured I would uh, talk and uh, give you my thoughts about what I've seen throughout uh, the start of these uh, first round of the NBA playoffs. It's been terrific so far. I'll start uh, with the 1 8 matchup in the Eastern Conference. That's the Toronto Raptors versus the Washington Wizards. The Raptors with a 2 0 series lead after uh, putting up, I believe, a buck 30. On the Wizards in Game Two, uh, they have just been terrific, moving the basketball. You know that all of the all of that talk about uh, whether uh, the the Raptors' style of play and how they've uh, they pass the ball more, they uh, they assist more of their baskets, they take more threes. Uh, there was a lot of talk whether that style, that style change, that culture reset that they talked about at the beginning of this season, if that would pay off. And so far, it really has. Their offense has looked really good, albeit against a really, really lousy Wizards defense. DeRozan scored 37 in Game Two. They, uh, you know, they were able to win Game One despite Lowry and DeRozan both struggling, which has been something I think in the past, uh, you know, Lowry and DeRozan have struggled a lot in the playoffs and. When they struggled, Toronto really, uh, most of the time, really struggled to win those ball games, whereas this year they've got enough depth and co- contributors that uh, even if those guys struggle, they can, with their defense and their offensive movement and their offensive balance, still be able to uh, effectively uh, win games and compete against good teams. And so far, the offense has uh, has been really good. Uh, their Their defense you know, at times has been lackluster. They don't have... The the big thing about Toronto, you know, they're fundamentally sound on the defensive end of the ball, but outside of a guy like Serge Ibaka, who I would say is a good defender, not great. Uh, You know, at one time with Oklahoma City, he he was a little bit better athlete. He was great. Now I would say he's, you know, he's definitely above average. But Toronto doesn't have a lot of, you know, they don't really have any A-plus defensive players on an individual basis. So, you know, they uh they i think they will struggle defensively against uh you know especially in the playoffs against the elite competition that they'll face you know John Wall and Bradley Beal are able to effectively uh you know score points and get to the basket and create for others uh they've done a a pretty good job in this series and it's it's been uh, one of those things that i think uh, Toronto well, I think they've got it. I think Washington is just uh you know, they're so poor defensively. They don't put in effort. They they don't execute the game plan uh, if there even is one. It doesn't feel like there is. Uh and so I think Toronto's still going to just be effectively able to score and with their depth and the fact that uh, they're a little bit more fundamentally sound on the defensive end, uh they are just going to control this series and even though the series is going back to Washington you know, I originally picked the Raptors in seven in large part because I I questioned a little bit whether or not uh you know the these changes the Raptors have made in the regular season would actually translate and uh you know, could they win a ball game without the likes of Lowry and DeRozan performing well? I still think that's a question mark going forward against a potential matchup against Cleveland or even Philadelphia if they somehow got past the Cavs. Uh, you know, so I think that's still a big question mark. I think they need Lowry and DeRozan to consistently perform. Uh, but, uh, against a team like Washington that doesn't play very good defense. I think, uh, you know, the, the stuff they've done, the, the culture reset, uh, has worked and has given them, uh, a bit of an edge in that series. So I, I see Toronto winning that in more like five or six games as opposed to the seven I originally predicted. Um, and, and Washington, if if they want to have any chance in this series, they've got to start playing a little bit more defense. I think uh, one of the things that uh, they could consider doing is potentially adding a guy like Jan Mahimi and giving him a little bit more minutes. Uh, I think I think Mahimi's a guy that uh, you know is is one of their sole rim protectors that uh, can still move his feet reasonably well. Uh, you know if he gets put out onto the perimeter whereas Gortat I think is a little bit washed up on uh, on the defensive end but uh they they could uh, try that adding Mahimi giving them a little bit more size a little bit more rim protection and just make it a little bit uh, tougher for the Raptors to consistently get buckets uh you know if you're giving up 130 points a game you just can't consistently win in the NBA playoffs the wizards have to get dialed in on the defensive end and of course you know they they are a really talented offensive team. If Beal and Wall get hot, uh, you know, uh, and you know some of their role players, their shooters uh, are making those uh, those three point uh, buckets, they can win a game or two just by trying to outscore Toronto. That's very possible, especially in Washington. But for them to win a seven game series, you got to win four times, and frankly, you can't shoot the lights out and and put up a buck thirty on the offensive end. Four times against a team that is trying defensively, uh, so Washington's got to pick it up defensively. I just don't see that happening. That's why I've got uh, the Raptors uh, moving on in that in that first round series. Uh, the The next matchup I would like to talk about is uh, is the two seven in the East, uh, the Boston Celtics against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucs, uh, you know, that was the team that I picked in that series. I picked the Bucks to win in six. And, you know, the more I think about it, and especially after watching, you know, the first two games, and, you know, hindsight helps. But, uh, you know, I, the reason I picked Milwaukee in six and not in seven wasn't because I didn't think it would be a super competitive series. I just felt Milwaukee, if it went to a game seven in Boston, couldn't win that game. And, you know, if if that was my thought process, I probably should have just gone with the Celtics in seven. But, you know, you look at, you look at this series and the fact that the Celtics are up two games to none. Uh, both games, of course, uh, games one and two were in Boston. Game one, a really tight contest that went to overtime. You know, if Milwaukee makes one or two more plays in that basketball game, if one or two more shots go down in that overtime, you know, you're talking about a 1-1 series, and you would probably like Milwaukee's chances but going down 2-none two, 2 to none uh and the fact that they have to win 4 games out of 5 the rest of the way to win this series I just don't see that happening I think uh you know certainly the the stuff I was worried about about the Celtics going in their lack of uh, you know um that offensive uh dynamic especially without Kyrie out there Uh, You know, all of those concerns are still there. They still struggled in that opening game, and Milwaukee held them down at times. Uh, But, you know, the other concerns I had about Milwaukee, which, you know, based on just pure talent, I would have said Milwaukee would win in a sweep if these teams were evenly coached. But, you know, the the biggest concern I had about Milwaukee is their coaching. Uh, They've got uh, on the offensive end, they don't really have much of an offensive system a lot of just give the ball to Giannis or give the ball to Eric Bledsoe or give the ball to Middleton and just let them make a play. And against locked-in defenses, that doesn't work as effectively. And on the defensive end, you know, they're they're too aggressive. And a lot of that is due to what they learned under Jason Kidd, who they fired, uh, you know, at the midway point of the season. They haven't really gotten out of a lot of those uh, um, habits, and maybe that's what it'll take. It'll take a new coach in an off season to train that stuff out of them, but they uh, they're too aggressive, and against a team like Boston who doesn't have a lot of great offensive players and playmakers, you just need to be solid on the defensive end. And they've been anything but they've uh, you know doubled and triple teamed unnecessarily. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff like uh, you know, with Al Horford just fouling him over and over again in that game one. Uh, instead of just being solid and making a guy that averaged 13 points a game in Horford make the shot over the top, which is something that you know he struggles to do a lot of the time. So uh, they they just aren't solid on either end of the floor, and a lot of that comes down to coaching. And uh, you know, generally, uh, the the reason I pick the Bucks uh, in that series is when I factor in, okay, one team's got a coaching edge and one team's got a talent edge. In the regular season, I might lean towards maybe saying the team with the, the better coaching would would uh, would get the edge, but in the playoffs, I think the talent is even more important, and the coaching, you know, given that there's no back-to-backs, teams have opportunities to, uh, you know, prepare for multiple days. I think uh, the, the biggest problem uh, about relying on a coach is I think that gap decreases because the other team you know most guys in the NBA you think are pretty smart and even if they're not quite as uh, uh, as good of a coach that that extra time to prepare would uh, uh, you know would make up some of that gap but that has not been the case at all i've been uh, you know again I, I feel like the Celtics are going to win the series so I'm probably wrong on that prediction but you know it's it's uh, such a, a narrow uh, situation in these playoffs because again if uh, if game one if one or two plays go differently and milwaukee takes that game one the bucks are in in great position here but they didn't uh, they didn't look like they had they played better in game two which is another thing that's a little bit uh, a little bit concerning if you're a milwaukee fan uh the three verse six matchup in the eastern conference is the philadelphia 76ers against the miami heat uh philly uh won game one pretty convincingly through a, a terrific second half performance. Uh, but Miami came back in game two and even the series and, uh, in a terrific defensive, uh, output by a lot of their guys, just, uh, running all over the floor, really pressuring. Uh, but that's been a really fascinating series. You know, for, uh, for Philadelphia, you know, Ben Simmons was, was terrific in that game one. And, uh, you know, one of the things that the, uh, the the TNT guys, the Inside the NBA crew, talked about uh, at halftime of Game 2 was the fact that uh, Miami really got into Ben Simmons in that Game 2, whereas they kind of laid off him in Game 1. And, you know, you, you think about stuff like that, and sometimes the tactics that work are actually something that you think it should be the opposite, you know, because a guy like Ben Simmons, a guy that can't shoot, uh, hasn't attempted a three all season. You think, oh, you just lay off of him because he can't shoot. You can clog up everything else, but for a guy like Ben Simmons who's such a good passer, uh, it uh, it is it is a bit of a problem um, to lay off of him because that just gives him plenty of room to to uh, to look over the defense and to find open teammates and to kind of be an orchestrator out there. Uh, but uh, you know, when you get into him, you know a lot of his focus goes towards dribbling the ball, making sure you're not stealing it from him, and also if you're getting into him, his his mind switches from okay, I'm you know being a a passer, a facilitator to oh this guy's playing up on me, I have to go around him and attempt to score. So it takes him out of that mindset of passing and into that scoring. And and for Miami, I think that's where they want. Him to be doing if he 's not making an impact and getting everyone else around him better and just scoring for himself, I think that makes things uh, a lot more difficult for the Sixers to be an effective offense so Miami you know certainly that uh, that um, adjustment worked, and of course, just um, throwing out more defensive players out there for more time, I think Justice Winslow played more he 's a really solid defender for Simmons. Uh, you know, and um, Justice Winslow was terrific. He played a little bit more on the likes of those shooters like J.J. Redick and uh, Marco Bellinelli. Uh, so the uh, the Sixers did a, a you know, a, a great job in game one of adjusting at halftime. Miami made some great, uh, you know, in-between game adjustments. And uh, so we've got a 1-1 series. The, the big... Uh, thing looming over this series, though, for the future is the uh, the availability of Joel Embiid. It appears that he may miss uh, Game 3 as well. Uh, you know, when he originally had that injury, which I believe was an orbital bone injury over his right eye. Uh, when he originally had that, it was a 2-4 to four week timetable, which the 4 week timetable would keep him out until, I believe, a Game 6. So, The reason I picked the Sixers in six games, a lot had to do with, you know, I figured maybe that these first four games or even five would would be pretty tight. And with Philadelphia having three of the first five games at home, that maybe even without Embiid they could take a 3-2 series lead heading to game six. And then you get Embiid back. And uh, with Embiid healthy, I think Philadelphia is clearly the better team. Uh, He makes their defense so much better. He also gives them a little bit different uh, of a different dynamic on the offensive end. Gives them a guy they can throw the ball to uh, and uh, not just rely on the likes of Ben Simmons to create all of their offense. So, um, you know, a lot of it will come down to win and beat return. I think for Philadelphia fans, the the hope has just got to be that they you know, can either have a a 2-2 series, uh, you know, by the time Embiid comes back, if he can come back by game five, or potentially a 3-2 series lead by the time Embiid can come back in a game six, so, uh, you know, Embiid's return is, of course, going to have a huge impact. I still feel pretty confident in my pick of uh, the Philadelphia 76ers winning that series in six, Uh, but uh, it's certainly a fun series, and a fun X's and O's series, and and a real uh, grinded out defensive battle too that uh, Miami is uh, is really good at, uh, but that's been fun. And then of course this series we're watching the Cavaliers versus the Pacers. I already talked about that quite a bit, uh, so we will uh, we will now shift towards the Western Conference. The one eight matchup in the West, which uh, we've only had one game in that series, uh, is. The Houston Rockets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the the Rockets, of course, winning Game One behind, I believe, forty forty plus points from James Harden. As we're uh, we're about to get underway here in the second half, so uh, as these uh, next few timeouts here in the second half happen, I will uh, I will get more into uh, that uh, the Western Conference half of the playoffs and my thoughts on those so far as Cleveland, I believe, has the basketball to start uh, this second. Or, excuse me, Indiana has the basketball to start the second half. The Cavs are full-court pressing as Indiana gets it into Oladipo. Oladipo guarded by J.R. Smith. Pacers going from right to left here in this third quarter. Collison with the basketball, hands it off to Bogdanovich, up top to Turner. Right side to Oladipo. Oladipo up top to Bogdanovich, fakes Korver, gets into the paint, contested by LeBron, and Boyan still puts it in. Beautiful move there from the Croatian. As here is George Hill. Throws it up top to LeBron. Gets a screen from Korver. Back to Korver. Top of the key three. That one's no good. Rebound by Turner. Turner hands it off to Collison. Left side to Oladipo. Oladipo dribbling with his right hand. Guarded by Korver. We'll get a screen from Turner. Drives left around, Love finds back to Turner, but he bobbled the pass, picked up by Smith. Smith throws it to LeBron, right side to Corver into the corner to George Hill. Hill guarded by Oladipo, he'll get a screen from Love. Now guarded by Thaddeus Young on the switch, he's trying to find Love on the block. Up top to LeBron, LeBron throws it inside to Love, he catches it, has the ball blocked from behind by Young, picks it back up, kicks it to Smith, left wing, corner to Corver, and he nails the three. Good ball movement there from the Cavaliers. Good defense inside by the Pacers, but Cavaliers getting that basketball and quickly shifting the ball around to get an open look. Young with the basketball hands it off to Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich guarded by LeBron James. Dribbling the basketball with his right hand, finds Young on the block, guarded by Korver. Now he'll face up. He'll drive baseline. Gets under the basket, a spin move, puts it up with the left hand and gets a friendly roll. Thaddeus Young taking advantage of Kyle Korver on the block. That's something the Pacers could do a little bit more of considering Cleveland going small here with their starting lineup. Gorver, right side to George Hill. Getting a screen from Love, dribbling with his left hand, gets into the paint, to the hoop. Beautiful shot, fake, gets Turner to jump off his feet and then lays it up and in. George Hill with the basket to extend the Cavaliers' lead to 63-50. to Darren Collison with the ball, throws it to Thaddeus Young, left corner. will back down on J.R. Smith. Fires it back out to Collison. He fakes the three. Spins into the paint. Kicks it out to Oladipo. Five on the shot clock. Oladipo behind the back gets double-teamed. Throws it to Collison. And Oladipo is fouled. I believe the foul will go on George Hill. Bailout foul there from Cleveland with just 2.5 seconds on the shot clock, though. 9.38 to go in the third quarter. Cleveland holding on to a 13-point lead. Bogdanovich him to at near sideline, gets it into Oladipo. Oladipo will get a screen from Turner, tries to split the double team, loses his balance, gets on the floor, and we've got a jump ball. Oladipo, I believe, and a couple of the Indiana Pacers players were trying to call for a timeout, but uh, it wasn't granted. Eight seconds on the shot clock if the Pacers win this tip. It'll be LeBron versus Oladipo. The toss is up. LeBron tips it, and Love is, saves it along the baseline and gets it to George Hill. George Hill will walk it up into the front court, dribbling over the left-hand side, guarded by Turner. Transition mismatch here for the Cavaliers. Here's a screen as Hill gives it to LeBron. Now he's got Turner on him, dribbling at the top, steps in, pulls up from 20, and nails it. LeBron, with his patented pull-up from going left, LeBron now with 31 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. It's been a phenomenal performance from him. Darren Collison with the basketball dribbling. Into the front court, throws it right side to Bogdanovich. Gets a screen from Turner. Bogdanovich doubled. Finds a cutting Collison along the baseline, and he lays it up and in. Bogdanovich with a beautiful pass. The Cavs overplayed the strong side of the floor. George Hill with the basketball on the right wing. He'll get a screen from Love. Pull from three, and he nails it. George Hill with five points here in the early going of the second half. 68-52, to Cavaliers lead by 16. Collison throws it up top to Victor Oladipo, gets a screen from Turner, now will go the other direction, gets to the paint, a beautiful scoop move, and he is fouled. Victor Oladipo, sometimes it's amazing how much ground he can cover with just a few strides. as we've got a little bit of a discussion here amongst the referees. And Old Depot will go to the line for two. First one is up and good. There's been a little bit of talk about uh, the 10-second free throw uh, duration. Of course, there's a rule in the NBA... Uh, Well, many of you may not notice it because it's not, or know that, uh, because it's not enforced very often, but uh, you're supposed to only take 10 seconds at the free throw line, but uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was found to have uh, taken over 10 seconds multiple times in that game one loss uh, for Milwaukee against Boston, Oladipo taking quite a bit of time there as well. As he knocks down the second free throw, Oladipo, and here comes Cleveland. Here's LeBron with the basketball dribbling on the left wing. Guarded by Victor. He'll back down. He'll drive into the paint. Kicks it out. Calderon up top. Love, wide open three. That one's off the back of the rim. No good. Fight for the rebound. Picked up by Collison. He'll push the tempo. Gets to the right wing. Up top to Turner. Hands it off to Oladipo. Oladipo will send Turner to the basket. He's guarded by Calderon. Now Love comes to a double team. Throws it to Bogdanovich. Left wing inside to Thaddeus Young, and he lays it up and in. Cavaliers aggressively double teaming near half court against Oladipo, and that's going to open up some possibilities for the Pacers inside. 68 56, Cavs lead by 12. LeBron with the ball, top of the key, guarded by Bogdanovich. Dribbling with his right hand. Now we'll cross over, gets to the free throw line, spins in the paint, throws it to J.R. Smith, right corner. Fades away from the baseline and uh, misses the shot. Rebound, though, by Love. He'll get it back up top to Calderon. Calderon gets a switch with Turner. He'll drive baseline, tries to find Love, gets cut off, and the ball is poked away by Thaddeus Young. He'll get it to Oladipo. Oladipo in transition lays it up and in around LeBron James. The lead is back down to 10 with 6.55 to go here in the third quarter. Pacers keeping it interesting in this one. LeBron James dribbling down the left sideline, guarded by Bogdanovich. We'll get a screen from Love. Now they've switched. Thaddeus Young with Bogdanovich as uh, Love gets the pass inside, but he misses the layup. Good contest by the Pacers. Here's the Indiana in transition, but Kyle Korver with a diving steal and a timeout called by the Cavaliers. So on one end, Kevin Love got a mismatch. The pass was there, but he got contested at the rim, missed the shot. In transition, Indiana comes back down. And uh, trying to make a pass, Korver makes a diving steal, and they call timeout before a jump ball can happen. What a, a frantic couple of possessions there, but uh, it's a 10-point game as we've, we've gone to another commercial here. Uh, but uh, getting back to uh, my thoughts on the Western Conference, I was just about to get into uh, my, uh, my take on the Houston Rockets-Minnesota Timberwolves uh, series. And that I feel like was a big missed opportunity for Minnesota. Houston not only uh you know missed a bunch of shots from just about anybody except for uh James Harden. Uh, none of their threes went down really, but Chris Paul played a horrible game from his usual standards and and you know a lot of people give Chris Paul a hard time based on previous playoff mishaps, you know the 3-1 series in in 2016 that uh, that they blew. Or excuse me, in 2015 that they blew to the Houston Rockets, uh, and then also in 2014 against Oklahoma City, that Game Five where he had a couple of turnovers down the stretch uh, that cost him that ball game. But overall, Chris Paul's been a really good playoff performer and a consistent playoff performer, and his uh, his numbers basically uh, you know throughout his playoff career has been right in line with what he does in the regular season, except uh, you know a little bit uh, higher usage and a little bit higher points per game. So. You know, Chris Paul is a pretty good playoff performer, but that was an awful performance from him in game 1. I believe he had like 5 or 6 turnovers. He's usually a assist to turnover ratio king, uh but then also, you know, didn't shoot the ball uh, extremely well. Um so, you know, the fact that Houston didn't make any threes, their second best player uh did not play well and yet they still got a great performance from Harden and were able to win game 1. Not a good sign for Minnesota. You know, uh, guys like Carl Anthony Towns didn't uh, play particularly well, um, but, you know, they got decent performances from the likes of uh, Jamal Crawford uh, and um, a couple of other guys off their bench. Uh, So, you know, Minnesota's one of those teams a lot like Milwaukee where, uh, you know, and, and they have even more offensive talent than Milwaukee does and, you know, even a little bit maybe Maybe a little bit more shooting, actually, probably not. But they have more talent offensively than Milwaukee does, but both of those teams really don't uh, have much of an offensive system. It's very much just give this guy a ball, either run a pick and roll or run in isolation and let him do something. Uh, there's there's not a lot of off-ball movement. There's not a lot of off-ball actions. Uh, so I think they're going to struggle offensively, Minnesota, in this series. Uh, you know, because Houston you know, has a very locked in switching defense that takes away a lot of the advantages of the pick and roll. And uh, they, they don't make a lot of mistakes on that end. And they make you against decent defenders most of the time, uh, beat you over the top. And, you know, while Minnesota has a few of those guys, uh, especially Carl Anthony Towns, he's a guy that doesn't get the ball nearly enough. Uh, they don't prioritize him in their offense. So I think Minnesota's going to continue to struggle offensively. And and Houston, I think, will never shoot that poorly again from three. I think uh, you know Minnesota did some good things defensively that uh, you know may translate throughout the rest of the series. But uh, I-, I certainly still like Houston uh, to win that series. I picked them in four. I think it'll be. Uh, I still think it'll be a sweep, and maybe Minnesota might be able to take one uh, once they once they get home for games three and four. We're back now as Calderon will have the basketball for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's dribbling on the right sideline, guarded by Turner. He'll throw it into LeBron. LeBron guarded by Bogdanovich along the uh, the right corner. He faces up now. He'll jab step, fade away from 21 feet. That one's no good. Rebound Turner. Not a great shot, not a really good possession there from the Cavaliers. Hardly any ball movement, and then a contested long two. Not exactly a shot you, uh, you want if you're a Cavs fan. Here's Oladipo with the ball for the Pacers on the left side. He's looking for Turner. Now will get a screen from Turner. Again, Oladipo double-teamed, throws it right side to Bogdanovich, guarded by Corver. He'll isolate, tries to cross over. Ball looked like it hit off of Corver's foot. Uh, definitely hit off of Corver's foot, but uh, they give the ball to the Cavaliers. So a break for Cleveland there, leading 68-58 with 5.48 to go here in this third quarter. LeBron with the basketball, top of the key, left side to Love, back to LeBron. Now Love will set a screen for Korver. Korver coming off the screen, throws it to Love, left corner three, that one's off the back of the rim. Long rebound, though, tipped up in the air, and Oladipo comes up with it. Now he's in transition, guarded by LeBron James, now Smith will take him. Oladipo dribbling his left hand towards the logo of the Cavaliers near half court. Gets a screen from Young, goes the other direction, finds Bogdanovich, open left wing three, that one short, no good. Bogdanovich really struggling with his shot this series so far. Is here in transition, Calderon going down and making the layup. As the Cavaliers lead is back up to 12. Poor transition defense there from Indiana. Here is Oladipo with the basketball, gets a screen, gets into the paint, throws it right corner, Turner for 3 and he knocks it down. Miles Turner, the big man with a feathery touch. 70 to 61, Cavs lead is down to 9. Love throws it right side to LeBron. LeBron gets a screen from Love. Now a switch takes place. He tries to throw it to the opposite side, and Thaddeus Young, I believe, hit LeBron on the arm as he was making the pass. So Pacers then called for the foul there. Called her own on a transition a layup. That, uh, that's a collector's item. Cleveland with a basketball, 14 on the shot clock. J.R. Smith near side inbounds at LeBron. LeBron guarded by Bogdanovich. Dribbling with his right hand, top of the key. Gets a screen from Nance, throws it left side. Corver contested three, that one short. Rebound, Oladipo. Here comes Indiana. Oladipo now to the right side. Dribbling, guarded by LeBron. LeBron has guarded Oladipo a lot of this ball game. Oladipo throws it left corner. Young guarded by Calderon, and Calderon's going to be called for a foul. He got a little too handsy there uh, against uh, the mismatch, and young with uh, an advantage in size and strength. Not one of the strong suits of Calderon's game is his defensive prowess. Old Depot getting a screen drives left, gets all the way to the bucket and lays it up and in on the other side of the glass. A beautiful move from Oladipo, and the lead is down to seven. Pacers continuing to put pressure on the Cavaliers to continue to execute. 11-2 run for Indiana. LeBron with the basketball gets a double screen up top, picks up his dribble, finds J.R. Smith on the cut. He tried to throw the pass to Nance at the last second. Nance wasn't ready. Off of his hands and out of bounds. Cavaliers better be careful here. You know, this is a very important, uh, you know, A lot of people would call this a must-win. It's really hard to go down 2-0 on your home floor and then go to the other team's court for games 3 and 4 and expect to win the series. Indiana hanging alive here, staying in it. Conelson up top to Oladipo. Ten on the shot clock, guarded by Smith. Dribbling with his left hand. He'll drive left of the paint. Gets all the way to the hoop and lays it up and in off the glass once again. Victor Oladipo slicing and dicing through the Cavaliers' defense. The lead is down to 5. Smith with the ball. Near half court, throws it left side to Korver. Korver getting into LeBron. LeBron guarded by Bogdanovich. Now he'll post up. LeBron, Bogdanovich sweeping in, and he's called for the foul. LeBron intelligently went up for the shot as Bogdanovich was uh, trying to swipe in for a steal. So LeBron will go to the free throw line. Cavaliers 70, Pacers 65, 323 to go. Here in this third quarter, LeBron's first free throw is up and in. It'll be interesting to see how much Oladipo goes in this second half, uh, You know, given that he only played eight minutes in the first. Let's see if Nate McMillan maybe extends his star player a little bit. LeBron's second free throw is good as well. Pacers have really, uh, you know, played pretty well uh, and maybe even outplayed the Cavaliers with Oladipo on the floor as LeBron knocks down the two free throws. We've got a timeout. 323 to go in the quarter, and a commercial starts now. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, Hopefully you're able to uh, get synchronized on whatever device you're watching the game with. But uh, now let's get into uh, the second series in the Western Conference, the 2-7 matchup. I, uh, I really like what uh, what Golden State has done so far against San Antonio. Uh, the Spurs, of course, uh, without Kawhi Leonard, resulting to a lot of LaMarcus Aldridge post-ups. done a good job of double-teaming and uh, making the Spurs beat them from three. The San Antonio just doesn't have enough shooters out there on the floor. And uh, Golden State, uh, you know, a lot of the concerns about their team was, you know, not only that Steph Curry was out for uh, round one and part, and does... Uh, probably going to be out for part of round two as well but but also the fact that uh, they were kind of uh down the stretch uh and uh you know didn't uh, didn't bring the effort defensively for uh, a big portion of the, the the ending stretch of the regular season people were worried if they still had it defensively and the likes of guys like Audrey Guadala and Sean Livingston if they were uh, you know still capable of uh you know, going up a level, and uh, all of those questions really, in my mind, have been answered. Not only has Golden State's defense been on point, uh, they've uh, their intensity level, their effort level, have both improved dramatically. But Sean Livingston and Inguadala both look like uh, they're different players, uh, like they've uh, gone back in a time machine and gotten five years younger. I guess uh, it, it's interesting to me, though, that uh, individuals might just be. Uh, not only the teams, but the individuals themselves might just be uh, saving themselves for the postseason, and that seems to be the case with a couple of uh, warriors veteran uh, veteran guys off their bench uh, but uh, the golden states really dominated the series and and I originally picked Golden State to win in six because in large part I wasn't confident that their defense was just going to immediately uh, you know improve like it did uh, but now I could easily see this being a sweep. Uh, of course, you know you you got to give uh, Greg Popovich some credit as uh, you know he's he's a great coach. He might be able to make make some adjustments. And the fact that the Spurs will be at home, maybe they could steal one. But I think this is a four or five game series at this point, and I think uh, Golden State very likely to take it. Um, the The three six matchup in the Western Conference is the Portland Trailblazers versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I picked the Pelicans to win this series in six, and so far it's looking pretty good. They're up 2 nothing, winning both games in Portland. So that's been, uh, you know, a surprise to a lot of people. But it's not the typical three versus six matchup, given how uh, bunched up the standings are in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, the Portland Bla- Trailblazers at the three seed won 49 games, and the New Orleans Pelicans as the six seed won 48. So only a one-game gap, and uh, really that... Um, you know that's that's not a significant difference we're more talking about a gap of a typical 4-5 series so in my mind it was more of a toss up and i really liked the idea of uh, anthony davis and and uh, drew holiday their ability to maybe slow down those portland guards davis with his ability to protect the rim and also switch out and, and contest shots as so we are now back to the ball game so i'll get back into that series next commercial break Oladipo right wing will fire a deep contested three. Turner on the offensive glass tips it up and in off the glass. Beautiful job by Miles Turner, not giving up on that one. A really difficult shot taken there from Oladipo. But the lead is back down to 5, 72 67 as we are under the three minute mark here in the third. LeBron with the ball throws it up top to Hood. Hood guarded by Young. He gets the ball poked away, picked up by Oladipo. Here he is against LeBron. Can he finish? No, and the ball is poked out, picked up by Calderon, and then he has the ball poked from behind, picked up by Turner. Again, frantic transition basketball there, and the Pacers come up with the possession. Stevenson with the ball on the right wing, guarded by Nance. He'll isolate now. 12 on the shot clock. He dribbles left, gets into the paint, loses possession, stolen by Calderon. He's on the left wing, throws it right side, Corver into the corner of Hood. Hood guarded by Oladipo. Hood dribbling with his left hand on the left wing, awaiting a screen from LeBron. Now we'll get a switch. LeBron now guarded by Oladipo. Eight on the shot clock, backing down on the right side. Continuing to back down with his left hand, fades away from 15 and nails it. LeBron James with another jumper. His shot has been on tonight. The Cavaliers lead 74-67 to with two minutes to go in the third. That was exciting seeing Oladipo attack LeBron in transition, but LeBron got the better of that uh, matchup there. Here's Oladipo driving baseline, kicks it up top to Turner. Turner, guarded by Calderon, finds Young. Young throws it left side to Collison. Collison gets it into Turner, and he is pushed from behind by Calderon, who doesn't like the call, but it clearly looked like he pushed Turner from behind. Frantic action here in the last couple of minutes of this third quarter. It'll be interesting too, you know. I talked about how much how much time Oladipo will get in the second half. It'll be interesting to see if LeBron rests at all uh, in this ball game, given that it's a close game and the Cavs really need this win. Oladipo with the ball gets a screen from Turner, pulls up from 17. That one rattles out, rebound. LeBron. LeBron will dribble into the front court, throws it left side, Clarkson to the corner to Jeff Green, and he stepped on the on the sideline. So Jeff Green, one of my least favorite players in the NBA. Uh, you know, of course, doing something bad once again. I just uh, i don't think he should really be in the rotation, to be completely honest. I think Chetty Osman is a far superior basketball player. Pacers have the ball, 125 to go in the third quarter. Corey Joseph dribbling with his left hand, top of the key, guarded by Clarkson. Victor Oladipo running across a screen on the baseline. Gets an open three on the right wing. That one's short. Fight for the rebound. Grab by Green. He'll hand it off to LeBron. LeBron throws it to Clarkson on the left side. Clarkson guarded by Joseph. Get a screen from LeBron. He'll get into the paint. Gets all the way to the hoop. Puts it up off the glass. No good. Rebound, Nance Jr. Nance will try to find Hood on the cut, but the ball is kicked. 57.8 to go here in the third quarter. 20 seconds on the shot clock for the Cavaliers. Again, Cleveland up 7, 74-67. Indiana, after that rough start, trailing 13-0, to nothing, uh, has uh, has done a good job of keep, keeping themselves in the ball game. as Oladipo will take a break here, I'm assuming, to avoid picking up another foul. He, uh, you know, I believe still only has the three. He was in foul trouble all first half, picking up two fouls within the first minute of play. And as Oladipo sits, LeBron will sit as well. So the Cavs will imbat it. Green gets it into Nance, who will hand it off to Hood. Hood dribbling towards the left wing. Now will dribble back towards the middle. Loses the ball once again. He's he's struggled with his dribbling as Corey Joseph will pull it back out. I think he's going for a two-for-one. 44 on the game clock. He's going to try to take this shot between 35 and 30 seconds. To get two possessions to the Cavs, one. He gets a screen from Sabonis. Back to Sabonis, 18-foot pop. That one off the back of the rim, no good. A rebound, Nance. And the Pacers successfully executed the two for one. 25 on the game clock, 17 on the shot clock for the Cavaliers. About an eight-second difference. Clarkson near the Cavaliers logo, dribbling the basketball. 10 on the shot clock now. We'll get a screen from Nance. He'll dribble left, now guarded by Joseph, gets another screen, gets to the right elbow, right of the lane, goes baseline, kicks it back out, finds a wide-open Jeff Green for three, off the back of the rim, no good. Five seconds, here comes the Pacers. Stevenson will get it a little bit past half court, will chuck a three, nearly hit it off the front of the rim and off. So at the end of three quarters, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers 74 and the Indiana Pacers 67. 12 minutes to decide whether or not the Pacers take a 2-0 lead. Or Cleveland evens up the series at one. You're listening to Dynasty as We head to commercial now. So uh, I was talking a little bit about that Pelicans, uh, uh, Portland series, uh, Trailblazers series, I should say. And, uh, You know, one of the things uh, that yeah I was mentioning was that uh, Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday really making it tough on the likes of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Davis uh, with his present or presence around the basket, and then Drew Holiday with his uh, on-ball pressure has really made it hard on those guys. And you know, one of the biggest reasons I picked New Orleans in this series over Portland is because Maurice Harkless, you know, was coming off knee surgery, and no one knew exactly when he would return. People thought he would return at some point in the first round, but I thought any absence that he had would have a big uh, negative impact on the Blazers, and it certainly showed that he was great in limited minutes in game two. His first game back from his knee surgery, uh, but you know, just the fact that uh, he couldn't play 35 to 40, I think uh, you know maybe makes the difference. I, I've never been a big fan of Evan Turner, in large part because you know the guy can't shoot and teams can play off of him and. That's what New Orleans did a lot of those first couple of games. Uh, but Maurice Harkless shooting the ball well from three. He's also a little bit better athlete and rebounder than Turner. Uh, so I think the games. Uh, you know, even though New Orleans is up two to nothing and they won both on the road, I don't think this series is over. In large part because Harkless looked good in his. I believe he played 27 minutes in that uh, in that ball game. So. You know, the fa- if he can come back and uh, you know play 35 to 40 and start for them, I think that uh, makes their starting lineup a little bit more um, you know a little bit more effective against New Orleans and it uh, you know it, it puts guys like Evan Turner it gives them less opportunity to uh, clog the paint and, and hurt their offense. so uh, I, I still like the, the Pelicans. I like the Pelicans in six still. I think New Orleans or excuse me, I think Portland can steal at least one of these games in New Orleans to keep the series alive. And I I even would like maybe Portland to win a game five at home. But uh, I think Portland, I mean, I think New Orleans has enough uh, in the play of Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday to to get out of this series and advance to the next round. But uh, it's been really fun to watch. It's been tightly contested. And, uh, you know, watching Anthony Davis, he's just so scary on both ends of the floor. Another reason I liked the Pelicans in this series was the way Portland defends. They mostly stick to the three-point shooters and play the pick-and-roll two-on-two. And, you know, versus most human beings, that that strategy is pretty effective. But against Anthony Davis, that two-on-two strategy is really difficult because you're asking, Portland asks their big men to not only stop the ball handler, but then stop the roller. And with Anthony Davis's ability to catch the lob, that just makes it, So difficult on that defender. And that's one of the the big reasons why I like New Orleans, and that has shown to be pretty effective. And and Portland has had trouble stopping the lob in those first couple of games. As we're back now uh, to to start the fourth quarter here. Next commercial, I'll talk about the final Western Conference Series, that 4-5 matchup, which uh, is currently underway as well, Utah, Oklahoma City. As the Cavaliers have the ball to start the fourth, they're going from left to right. Jeff Green with the basketball left wing gets it into Kevin Love. He's backing down on Booker. He'll fade away baseline. Goes off the glass and in. Kevin Love with a beautiful shot there. Cavaliers lead now back up to nine. Corey Joseph over to the right wing to Stevenson. Back to Joseph. Joseph guarded by Clarkson. Finds Sabonis. Sabonis back to Joseph. Joseph left wing gets into the corner. Now guarded by Nance on the switch. He'll pull back out. Finds Sabonis on the block. Guarded by Love. He'll spin baseline. Gets under the hoop. Tries to reverse. Can't finish. Rebound Love. Love will get it to Rodney Hood. Cavaliers without LeBron in this stretch. This will be an important couple of minutes here. See if they can extend the lead or if the Pacers can get back into it. Victor Oladipo also sitting for Indiana. Ball in inside to Kevin Love on the post. He'll back down on Booker. Another jump hook. Can't get the roll. Rebound Sabonis. He'll get it to Joseph. Joseph dribbles into the front court to the right wing, now gets to the top of the key, throws it left side. Sabonis, he'll drive baseline, gets all the way to the hoop and puts it up and in. Jeff Green beat off the dribble there for the Cavaliers. Sabonis makes it a seven-point game, 76-69. Pacers dominating the points in the paint, 46-20 in this one. Clarkson up top to Nance. Nance dribbling. We'll hand it off to Hood. Hood will pull up straight away from 18 off the back of the iron. No good. Rebound Bogdanovich. Here comes Indiana. Booker in transition. We'll lay it up and in with the left hand off the glass plus the foul. The lead is down to five and Booker uh, with an opportunity to make it four. Not too many big men would generally you'd favor in this situation. But Booker, with a nice little Eurostep move to avoid the chest contact with Rodney Hood, ended up being more contact with Hood's shoulder, and that was enough to draw the block. So Booker, with his left-handed stroke, puts it up and in. The Cavaliers 76, the Pacers 72, with 10.17 to go in the 4th. Jeff Green handling the point guard duties for the Cavs at the moment, dribbling the basketball guarded by Stevenson, throws it left side to Clarkson. And it looks like there's an off-ball foul on Booker guarding Kevin Love. 14 on the shot clock for the Cavaliers. Green on the far side inbounds to the Clarkson. Clarkson gets a stream, drives right of the lane, lays it up and in. Got around Sabonis there on the switch. So Clarkson extends the Cavaliers' back up, lead back up to six. Joseph with the basketball, calling for Booker, gives it to him at the top of the key. Left side, Bogdanovich back up top to Stevenson. Stevenson gets a screen from Booker, dribbles left, finds Booker on the cut. He tries to throw the big man pass to Sabonis, but it's deflected out of bounds. Six on the shot clock for Indiana. Got to imagine the crowd in Cleveland getting a little anxious here as the Pacers continue to claw their way back into this ball game. Ball is inbounded to Booker. He tries to drive baseline, has the ball poked away by Kevin Love. Cavaliers bench there are really disagreeing with that call. Potentially Booker just lost that. Here's a three from Bogdanovich that he hits, plus the foul. They were still in replay, so wasn't able to catch the start of that play, but it looked like a simple out-of-bounds play, and they're going to call it a two. And maybe Jeff Green on the foul down low. So Bogdanovich knocking down the shot. Again, he has struggled with his shot and misses that free throw this whole series, but able to knock down a big jumper there. 78-74 78-74 after the missed free throw. Nance throws it right side to Hood. Hood trying to get it to Clarkson, guarded by Joseph. Clarkson calling out a play, getting a double screen at the top. Will drive right, gets right of the lane, gets under the basket, tries to find Nance, he'll find him. Nance picks it up, looks to Jeff Green under the basket, he hits a reverse. Contested reverse over Sabonis, nice play there from Jeff Green. 80-74, here comes Stevenson coming right back at the Cavs. A euro step and a beautiful left-handed finish. Over Kevin Love, and the lead back down to four once again. Nine minutes to go in this final period. Clarkson with the basketball again, driving into the paint. Finds Love left wing, hesitates, then will fire and nails it. Kevin Love with a huge three-pointer, and that will force an Indiana timeout with 8.50 to go in the fourth. Cavaliers lead at 83-76. The final uh, Western Conference series I wanted to discuss was, of course, the, uh, the 4-5 matchup, the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Utah Jazz, which uh, is also Game 2 is uh, currently playing, I believe, on NBA TV. Uh, but uh, Game 1 of that series was, uh, you know, the, the Thunder controlled it most of the way. Uh, the, the pressure defense uh, really made things difficult for, uh, for Utah Got got them out of a lot of their usual sets, and they really forced Rubio to take a lot of shots uh, more than the, the Jazz would probably want him to take. Donovan Mitchell played pretty well in that ball game, but uh, Joe Ingles was pretty quiet. Uh, Rudy Gobert didn't have the greatest of games; uh, he didn't rebound the ball that effectively. Uh, of course, playing it matching up against Stephen Adams, I don't think is a great matchup for him, given Adams has a big strength advantage. Uh, But, uh, you know, just uh, Paul George, uh, you know, not only taking Ingles out of the game uh, on the the defensive end, but then on offense, George was just unstoppable, nailing three after three. Uh, Utah doesn't really have anybody that uh, really matches up well against a Paul George, uh, especially in terms of defending them, or defending him. So uh, that matchup looked pretty poor. I picked Oklahoma City to win the series in seven. I thought it was going to be pretty competitive, and I still think Utah, uh, you know, has a chance. I think especially at home, uh, Utah, you know, will shoot the ball better. Uh, they'll be a little bit more locked in, maybe get a little bit more energy from the crowd. I still think it uh, it will be a competitive series, uh, but certainly I think, uh, you know, based on game one and based on the fact that OKC will have home court in a potential game seven, uh, I, I still like them. Uh, the current score of their game right now is the Utah Jazz 43. 43- and Oklahoma City Thunder 37 with 4.41 to go in the second quarter. So Utah, you know, competing in that game too, and of course if they can steal one on the road, that gives them a, a, a big advantage heading home in that series. But, you know, Oklahoma City's overall athleticism, I think, gives Utah some problems. As I mentioned, Stephen Adams and Paul George are both, uh, you know, not great matchups for Utah at their respective positions. And, uh, you know, I think they did an all right job on Russell Westbrook in terms of, uh, you know, limiting his shots at the rim and making him, forcing him into tough mid-rangers. But, you know, Russell Westbrook is very capable of making mid-rangers. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Utah kind of relies on their defense to win ball games, And sometimes that mid-range jump shot for Westbrook just goes down regardless of the defense. So they, uh, you know, o- OKC has that uh, sort of wild card that they can add to the to the uh, the series as well that regardless of the defense they've got a couple of guys in George and Westbrook that can just get their shot over anybody and knock it down despite great defense so I, I still like my prediction I still think it'll probably go six or seven games uh, but uh, certainly that uh, that is a very uh, exciting and uh, interesting series in terms of that matchup you know you talk about Utah not necessarily a great Athletic or talented team, they're they're more fundamentally sound. They play smart defensive basketball, whereas the Thunder rely on that athleticism and talent to win a lot of ball games, and sometimes are sloppy doing so. As we're back now here in the fourth quarter, the Pacers have the basketball. Stevenson dribbling with his right hand gets a screen from Sabonis. The pass is too far ahead of Sabonis, though, picked up by Green. Here comes the Cavaliers. Green will pick up his dribble, throws it up to LeBron. LeBron sends Jeff Green to the right corner. LeBron facing up against Sabonis, will isolate, going between the legs, now drives left, gets all the way to the bucket, and Sabonis grabs him and pulls him to the floor. Crowd probably calling for a flagrant foul there, as it didn't appear to be a play on the basketball, but uh, I think LeBron also exaggerating the, uh, the contact as well. Sabonis, uh, using both arms, kind of grabbed LeBron around the chest and pulled him away from the basket as he was attempting that shot. The referees, I imagine, might look at that. That's one of those calls where I really wouldn't mind if it's called a flagrant one. I think... uh, you know, you should try to take away as much as possible guys just making non-basketball plays, but at the same time, it's the playoffs. You know, it. It. Uh, I don't think it was a dangerous play, uh, and, uh, you know, I think Sabonis did a good job of making sure that uh, uh, he held on to LeBron to make sure the fall wasn't uh, too rough for him either, so... Wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they call this a common foul. Wouldn't really be surprised if they call it a flagrant, but uh, certainly a flagrant would be a big call in the, at this juncture of the ball game. Be uh, a couple of free throws and the basketball for Cleveland. Eight twenty-one to go here in the fourth quarter. This has been a terrific ball game, and. Again, I think uh, the Cavaliers, despite getting off to that great start, there's a lot of uh, question marks about this matchup and whether this is a little bit, uh, you know, more difficult for them. And you know, there's a chance they could lose this series. And you know, coming into things, I, I really thought the Cavs would would win this rather easily. The so Pacers in the regular season weren't a great defensive team. I just thought it was a matchup of. You know, the Pacers being a slightly better defensive team than the Cavs, but the Cavs being a much better offensive team. But uh, that really hasn't shown the Pacers' defense has, and it is going to be a flag or foul on Sabonis as LeBron will go to the line. Uh, the Pacers have shown that their defensive strategy and game plan is solid and sound, and their guys give good effort, and sometimes that can make up for a lack of defensive talent. You know, the fact that they've got Boyan Bogdanovich guarding LeBron... For a good chunk of this series, uh, you'd know, you you'd think he'd stand no chance, and a lot of times he hasn't, but uh, they've done a good job of sending helps, showing LeBron two or three guys whenever he tries to attack the basket. So LeBron makes one of the two free throws, and the Cavs have the basketball now, leading by eight, 8.20 to go into fourth. LeBron on the far sideline gets it into green. He's guarded by, Sub- by Oladipo, who he'll get it back to LeBron. LeBron, guarded by Stevenson, gets a screen from Nance. He finds Nance on the roll. He'll get in and put it off the glass no good, but it is a foul as Joseph got in there and tried to take the charge, but he's called for the block. Nance Jr., not a great free-throw shooter, but he'll go to the line to try to extend this Cavs' lead to 9 or 10. Nance at the line. The first one is up, and that one's off right. No good. He'll try to put this one in to give the Cavaliers a nine-point edge. That one's no good either, so the lead remains at eight. 84-76 as we approach the eight-minute mark of the ballgame. Corey Joseph tries to get it all a Deep old LeBron, denying him. Joseph, awaiting a screen from Turner. He'll drive left, guarded by Love, crosses over, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Stevenson, left corner, fakes the three, drives baseline, pushes off green, can't get the layup, but gets the own re- his own rebound and puts it in. Thaddeus Young doing a nice job of getting a little bit of a piece of that basketball so that the ball deflected to Stevenson so he could put it back up. 84-78, to Stevenson with 10 points. Jeff Green with the basketball nearly threw a pass to LeBron. LeBron might have gotten away with a push there as he gets to the hoop and lays it up and in. He kind of discarded Lance Stevenson there as Stevenson tried the denial. Not sure if uh, Stevenson flopped there or if that was a legitimate gripe from the Pacers. Joseph with the ball on the left wing guarded by Love. He'll drive right around him, put up the layup, no good as it rolled off the rim. Unlucky break for Joseph there as he beat Love off the dribble. LeBron with the basketball left wing, dribbles into the corner, guarded by Turner. Now we'll show his back to him as he dribbles it back out beyond the three-point line. Crossing over here, eight on the shot clock. Going between the legs, now dribbling, fading away from about 20 feet and he hit it. LeBron James continues his hot shooting and the Cavaliers' lead is back up to 10. 88-78 and with that, LeBron now has 40 points Ten rebounds and five assists in the ball game. Really, really impressive performance from LeBron. Just looking at uh, the stat sheet for both teams. For the Pacers, Thaddeus Young was six points on three for five shooting, three rebounds. Boyan Bagdanovich has eight points on three for six from the field, one for three from three point land. Miles Turner having a solid ball game with 18 points on 7 of 11 shooting, 1 for 1 from downtown with 5 rebounds. Darren Collison's got 6 points and 6 assists on 3 for 7 from the field. Victor Oladipo, 15 points on 6 of 11 from the field. And... the uh, The interesting thing to uh, look at, uh, as far as the Pacers are concerned, is they're plus four in terms of the plus minus when Oladipo is on the floor, and a lot of their other starters are at minus 14 or minus 15. So the fact that Oladipo had that foul trouble and missed a, a good chunk of minutes in that first half, I think, is uh, has really hurt the Pacers' chances in this ball game. And uh, despite that, they're still, you know, they're still in it. Uh, looking at the bench for Indiana. Uh, Trevor Booker's got three points, uh, three rebounds. DeMontis Sabonis with six points and five rebounds on just two for eight shooting. Corey Joseph is three for six from the field with six points and two assists. Lance Stevenson, another one, uh, one of the rare guys on in Indiana's team with a, a plus, a positive plus-minus. Uh, he's got ten points on five of nine shooting from the field. Uh, looking at uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron just having a monster game, 40 points on 16 of 21 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 6 of 9 from the line, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and a couple of steals. Kevin Love with 15 points and 7 rebounds on 5 of 15 shooting, so he has still struggled in this ball game. 2 of 6 from 3. Uh, George Hill uh, in just 17 minutes, again, not getting as many minutes as you would expect. Uh, he's 2-for-2 two two from the field, 5 points, 2 assists. Kyle Corver has had a solid ball game, 12 points on 4-of-8 shooting, all of those attempts from downtown. J.R. Smith has just 2 points, uh, but has only taken 3 shots. He's 1-for-3. Larry Nansen, 19 minutes, has uh, no points, but 5 rebounds, a couple of assists. Uh, Jeff Green, 2 points on 1-for-3 shooting and a couple of rebounds. Jose Calderon, he's got 5 two for four from the field and one for three from downtown. And uh, Rodney Hood, he's got five points, two for five from the field, one of two from the three-point line. And uh, finally, Jordan Clarkson, he's got two points on one-for-four shooting. So, uh, you know, you look at, uh, also you look at, in terms of the plus-minus on the Cavs side, pretty much all of the starters have a real positive plus-minus, and a lot of that, I imagine, just comes from that uh, opening uh, first half of the first quarter, whereas the bench guys for uh, for the Cavaliers haven't done quite as good of a job. As we're, uh, we're back from commercial here and we're seeing a bunch of highlights of LeBron just uh, torching the Pacers. Incredible efficiency to score 40 points on 21 shots. 6.45 to go in the fourth quarter as Indiana has the basketball going from right to left here in the fourth quarter. As Darren Collison at the top of the key throws it left side to Turner. Turner facing up on Love, hands it off to Oladipo. Oladipo on the left wing gets double-teamed, finds Turner. He's wide open from 17 feet. That one's well short. Rebound Young, though. He goes back up, puts it up and in over the, with the right hand over Kevin Love. So Love giving up the uh, offensive rebound there and not able to deter Young from getting to the basket. The lead back down to 8 as LeBron with the basketball once again. He'll drive right of the lane. Throws the lob to Nance, but a beautiful defensive play by the Pacers. Here's a break for Oladipo, and he'll slam it down with the right hand. And the lead all of a sudden again, very quickly, back down to 6. This is kind of the score, though, the Pacers have not been able to get past as uh, they've gotten it within 6 a couple of times, but haven't been able to get any closer than that. Love guarded by Thaddeus Young on the block. He'll get into the paint, jump hook, rattles out rebound Young. He'll hand it off to Oladipo. Oladipo dribbling into the front court. Now on the left wing will dribble with his right hand towards the top of the key. Now we'll await a screen from Turner. Again gets double-teamed. Finds Turner at the free-throw line. He throws it right corner. Collison fakes the three. Tries to hit Turner on the sideline, and the ball is stolen away by Nance, and Turner is fouled, or excuse me, Turner commits a foul on Nance uh, to prevent the transition. So pretty good defense there from the Cavs, able to rotate and uh, get the steal there off of the double team. It's a real risky proposition, though, of consistently double teaming Oladipo every time uh, a ball screen happens. Clarkson will inbound it for the Cavaliers. He gets it into LeBron, guarded by Bogdanovich. 20 on the shot clock, 524 on the game clock. LeBron, with the ball right hand, gets a double screen at the top of the key. Dribbles over the right wing, still guarded by Bogdanovich. A beautiful fake spin fadeaway, but that one's well short. Rebound, Kileson. Again, an opportunity for the Pacers to cut into this six-point deficit. Kyleson up top to Bogdanovich. He dribbles left. Throws it inside to Thaddeus Young. Young, cross-court. Oladipo, right wing, three off the back of the rim. Rebound, Love. Decent look there for Oladipo to try to cut the lead to make this a one-possession game, but he's not able to hit. J.R. Smith on the right wing. 4.47 to go in the in the fourth quarter. Picks up his dribble. Tries to find LeBron. Finally gets it to him along the right side. Facing up on Bogdanovich. Three on the shot clock jab step. Jumper good. LeBron James knocking down another J. He's had the jumper working all evening long for the tune of 42 points. Victor Oladipo with the basketball guarded by Smith gets a screen from Young. Oladipo will back it out. He's got the switch with LeBron. He will attack him. He'll drive right in the lane. Gets all the way to the hoop. Lays it up and in over the outstretched hands of LeBron. Oladipo's speed and quickness is something to behold. As even attacking the a great defender, especially one-on-one defender in LeBron, still able to get it to go. Oladipo now with 19. Here comes Cleveland again. They're going to try and post up LeBron on the right-hand side. And the pass is LeBron's going to be called for a foul. The pass from J.R. Smith was not a good one. Bogdanovich was fronting LeBron. The pass was over his head and LeBron pushed Bogdanovich to try to get to it and he's called for the foul. So Indiana once again trailing by six with an opportunity to cut it to four or three. They have not been able to do so thus far. Oladipo lets the ball roll into the front court, then picks it up, guarded by Smith. He'll get a screen, tries to throw between a couple of Cavs defenders. It finds its way to Collison, who lays it up and in. Kevin Love is hurt, as when he tried to, he actually did successfully uh, block that pass from Oladipo. I think he jammed his finger. And the Pacers have cut into the lead, and they're now down by four, and Love has gone to the sideline, looks like he's injured. As we're now heading to a commercial. That uh, it was a pretty impressive play there by Love. You know they they have uh, continued to show Oladipo the same defense when he runs a pick and roll at the top. They send uh, they just trap it, and Oladipo has used that pocket pass to uh, to uh, make the pass through the defense and get it to the roll man. But that time Love, recognizing that Oladipo has done that the last couple of times they ran that play, uh, got his hand in there. But the pass was was uh, so hard that uh, I think it might have jammed one of Love's fingers. Hopefully that's all it is if you're a Cavs fan, and that's not something worse, but uh, he certainly looked like he was in pain there as he walked to the sideline. Quite a lot of drama for this game. Uh, You know, I think most Cavs fans would have hoped that, uh, you know, that that start would have led to a pretty easy victory, but that has not been the case, and you got to have concerns not only with this game, but also moving forward that this is actually maybe a uh, you know a pretty difficult matchup as uh, we're back now from commercial. Oh, and that pass from Oladipo, I believe, as we're looking at that replay, it uh, it hit Kevin Love's thumb. I believe it's his thumb that is hurt. That looks pretty painful. Hopefully, it's nothing that uh, keeps him out for uh, for the rest of this game and/or potential future games of this series or the playoffs. But that looked pretty painful. Best case scenario, that's just a, a badly jammed thumb. LeBron inbounds it to George Hill. He'll get it back. Cavaliers lead is down to four, 90-86, 335 to go in the fourth. LeBron guarded by Bogdanovich, waiting a screen from Hill. He'll get the screen. Now he's guarded by Collison. This is the switch the Cavs wanted. He's backing down on Collison, gets to the free throw line, throws it to Hill, fakes the three, drives inside, and he's fouled by Turner. And uh the Cavs I believe are in the bonus so they will uh, go to the line. Turner has been uh you know has uh, committed a couple of fouls here in the fourth that maybe weren't absolutely necessary. Love getting his uh thumb and hand attended to there on the on the bench. George Hill's first free throw is short and no good. So Pacers on this possession will have an opportunity, even if Hill makes this, to get it down to a one-possession ball game. Second free throw is up and in. So George Hill makes it 91 to 86. Cavs holding on to a five-point lead, trying to even this best of seven series at one. Victor Oladipo with the basketball for the Pacers, guarded by Smith. Again, double team finds Turner. Turner throws it right corner to Young. Young guarded by Corver. He'll drive and he's going to be fouled as uh, Corver hit the deck. At first, I thought they might be calling an offensive foul, but I believe it's a block. Corver can't believe it. That's one of those where maybe uh, maybe a no call would have been the best alternative there. It seemed like a bit of a flop, but. Ball imbatted Ola Depot. Again, Smith pressuring up. And he gets a steal out of it. He'll drive to the hoop. He gets Oladipo off his feet, puts it up and in. So Smith has been doing a lot of on-ball pressure all game long. And it finally pays off for the Cavaliers. And he gets the lead back up to seven. Big turnover there from Oladipo. Here he is with a basketball on the right wing. Crosses over. Gets it right corner. Collison 3 and he hit it. Darren Collison with a huge shot. Makes it 93-89. Cavs lead down to 4. 2.37 to go in the ballgame. Hill with the basketball crosses over, gets over the timeline to the front court. He'll drive left of the lane, puts up a difficult layup, no good, but the Pacers not able to hold on to the rebound. A break there for the Cavaliers as Indiana had a couple of guys around the basketball but couldn't get it. Big shot though from Darren Collison on the other end. Collison uh, led the NBA in three-point field goal percentage. I heard that stat in Game 1 during the regular season as we've got another timeout with the Cavs up 93-89, to 227 to go in the fourth quarter. But certainly it's uh, it's pressure time for, uh, for both teams, and LeBron has been a pretty good pressure player all season long in the last couple of minutes of all games, so the Cavs will need every bit of LeBron's brilliance uh, but, uh, again, looking at this game uh, from, you know, Cavaliers' perspective, you got to be concerned, especially given that LeBron has played as well as he has, and yet Indiana is right in this ballgame. LeBron's got 42 points on 17 of 23 from the field. So, it's, uh, it's definitely a concern that, uh, you know... A, your best player is playing at this high of a level, and yet that has not allowed the Cavaliers to really separate themselves from you know, a team that uh, most people predicted would, uh, would be a bit of a walkover in this first round. Oladipo has played just the 26 minutes, but he's got 19 points. He's been pretty good for Indiana. And again, this Indiana team really balanced offensively. They've gotten good production again from Turner and Oladipo, but you know, a lot of guys chipping in with uh, eight points here and six points there, uh, and that makes it harder for them to defend as well. They pretty much everybody on the floor can uh, can score the basketball for them. George Hill will inbound it on the far baseline. He'll get into a corver in the left corner, back to Hill, over to Nance, and he'll lay it up and in. The Pacers overplayed the corver in the corner, and that opened up things for both George Hill and Nance. I think George Hill might have had a layup as well, but. He gave it to Nance for the finish. 95 89, 210 to go in the fourth. Old Ebo with the basketball. He'll drive right to the lane. Fade away baseline. That one's short. And the fight for the rebound. LeBron picks it up. Bogdanovich looked like he might have had an opportunity for that board, but couldn't come up with it. LeBron will walk into the front court. Cavs fans going crazy here at the queue. LeBron driving into the corner, gets baseline, will make the pass out Smith, Smith fakes the three, loses the basketball, it's off his foot, picked up by Nance, here's Smith, three on the shot clock, he'll fade away, take a contested three, no good, rebound Bogdanovich, so the Pacers will an opportunity down six to cut into it, Collison with the basketball, guarded by Corver, will cross over, now gets Nance on him, will pick up his dribble, finds Turner, Turner guarded by Korver, He'll fake baseline, backing down, will fade away, Corver with the strip, and Thaddeus Young not able to come up with the ball along the baseline, and it will be Cavaliers' possession. A big defensive play by Corver on the mismatch, able to get his hands in there and strip Miles Turner. So the Cavaliers with the ball, up six. LeBron has it, he'll walk it into the front court. Guarded by Bogdanovich, LeBron will get a screen from George Hill. Cavs, I believe, want to switch, but now LeBron's just going to go isolation against Bogdanovich. Fade away, left wing, no good, a rebound, Thaddeus Young. Under a minute to go in the ballgame, here's Oladipo pushing it for Indiana. Over to Collison, he'll take a three, he nailed it! Darren Collison makes it a one-possession game with 50 seconds to go in the fourth. 95-92, Cavaliers clinging to a three-point lead. Hill with the basketball, pressured by Collison. He spins off the pressure, now dribbling over to the right wing. Will cross over, gets to the basket. He's going to be called for an offensive foul. He pushed off Collison. Collison playing great defense. And with 36.3 seconds left, Indiana has an opportunity to cut it to one or even tie the ball game. What a crazy finish we have here in Cleveland. As the Cavaliers trying to even up this series and the Pacers, you know, not taking anything for granted, going for the jugular. As we've got another timeout with 36.3 seconds to go in the ballgame. It'll be interesting to see in terms of the Pacers if, uh, if they are going, there's actually a little bit of confusion here over something. The referees are debating some topic, but, uh. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what Indiana does here. They've called time, so they'll get the ball at half court. But they've got an opportunity to get a two-for-one here where if they can get a playoff in about six to eight seconds or less, uh, they should be able to, even if they miss, still be within one possession, play defense, and still get an opportunity if they can get a stop. So, uh, you know, hopefully Nate McMillan, recognizing that, can draw up something quick for them to get a quick basket. And really put pressure on Cleveland to score on the way back. But boy, oh boy, has this been an exciting ball game! And uh, after the Cavaliers got off to a great start again, with Victor Oladipo out on the floor, the Pacers really—you know—they've been the better team, despite again a unbelievable performance from LeBron James. Again, you look at the plus-minus numbers, Victor Oladipo at plus 11. And uh, a lot of Pacers fans, if they come up short here, got to be wondering whether or not McMillan should have kept him out for as much as he did in that first half. And you talk about his personal fouls, Oladipo still with only three fouls. So, you know, that's that's another thing about coaches overreacting is guys might not pick up any more fouls, just, uh, you know, even if they play a significant amount of more minutes. So Indiana with the basketball. Bogdanovich near sideline will inbound it. He'll get it into Oladipo. Oladipo guarded by J.R. Smith. How crucial was that Smith steal a moment ago? Here's a wide-open three for Oladipo. That one's off the back of the rim. Rebound LeBron. There's about a four-second differential between the game clock and the shot clock, and the Pacers are going to foul. So uh, they didn't quite get the two-for-one quickly enough, and so Nate McMillan... Didn't think there was enough of a time differential for them to successfully play defense and then call the timeout. So LeBron will go to the line with 22.2 seconds to go. LeBron 6 for 9 from the line tonight. His first one is up and in. Big free throw there. Makes it a two-possession game. The Cavaliers lead by four and he's going to try to make it five. The other game on NBA TV, Utah leading Oklahoma City 57-50 with 10-27 to go in the third quarter. LeBron. Three dribbles, spins the basketball, puts it up, and it's good. So the Cavs' lead is now back up to five, and Nate McMillan will call his final timeout here. Not sure about that call either, Uh, you know, with only one timeout left, you'd like to save that for the closing moments, but he's going to just use it here and try to keep his team in the ball game. But uh, you know, a, cru- a crucial last couple of possessions, uh, some key plays, a couple of uh, players that haven't really been known for their defense in the past. But J.R. Smith with the big steal, pressuring Oladipo. Oladipo lost the handle of the ball, and Smith got it and laid it in. And of course, the Kyle Korver mismatch against Turner. Turner posting him up, went to the. Face-up jumper and Corver stripped him. Some really good defensive plays, and uh, you know, if you're Indiana, there's been some shots there that uh, didn't drop. I mean, that shot from Oladipo to potentially tie the ball game was a pretty good open look. They got him a pick and roll, got him over to the right wing, pretty pretty open, but uh, hit it off the back of the rim. But game's not over yet. It's a five-point lead for the Cavaliers. Indiana really needs a bucket here. Preferably a three, I would imagine. Looks like another sold-out night at the queue. Oladipo maybe still thinking about his previous miss, but... uh, the Pacers will have another opportunity to to cut into this five-point deficit. Stevenson near sideline will inbound it. Tries to get it Bogdanovich now Oladipo. Deep three from straight away. Off the side of the rim. Tried to save it by Bogdanovich, but it's out of bounds. And the Cavs will get it back and uh maybe be able to breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief now. Couple more free throws, and they should be good. Although, you know you you talk about moving forward in this series. Of course, uh, we'll probably have to wait and see about Kevin Love's condition and if that uh, thumb or hand injury is serious or not. And of course, Indiana, like most teams, expected to play a little bit better on their home floor, and the next two will be at the field house as we've got another timeout here on the floor. You're listening to Duncan Dynasty with Garrett Bougain. This week, uh, unfortunately, Anthony was not able to join me, so uh, I've been doing a solo play-by-play of this game. Hope you've been enjoying it. And uh, next week, of course, uh, we do an episode just about every Wednesday for Duncan Dynasty, So, uh, and he is available, so we will be doing uh, something very similar to what I'm doing tonight, except uh, maybe more of a... TV type broadcast as opposed to radio broadcast, like I'm doing tonight. But uh, we'll have a few topics of conversation. Uh, you know, we um, we did a couple of episodes on uh, MBA related what ifs in history, and uh, one of the things that uh, we forgot to to bring up, and that we'll we'll probably talk about next week, is the whole idea of uh, what if Oklahoma City never traded away James Harden and how uh, what kind of impact that would have had on the league. Uh, but uh, we are back now with 19.2 seconds to go in the fourth. Jeff Green inbounding at far sideline. He'll get it into LeBron and LeBron is immediately fouled by Bogdanovich, with 18.6 seconds to go in the fourth period. I mean, LeBron's had some great playoff games throughout the years, but, uh, you know, if you factor in how the jump shot has really been working tonight, uh, this has got to be one of the better ones in his career. It's been really, really impressive. As he knocks down the first free throw to make it a six-point Cavaliers lead. LeBron communicating with his teammates to try to make sure they got the transition defense right because Indiana, with no more timeouts, will have to push it off of this free throw, make or miss. Second free throw is up and in, 99-92, 18.6 seconds to go in the ballgame. Oladipo will let the ball roll to half court, picks it up, gets a screen, dribbles over to the right side, gets double teamed aimlessly dribbling, finally finds Collison left corner. They're wasting a lot of time. Collison drives, gets all the way to the hoop, lays it up and in. 99-94, Green will inbound it, gets it into J.R. Smith, and he is fouled with 6.1 seconds to go in the fourth. So again, a lot of time wasted there by the Pacers, just passing it and dribbling it around. They finally got a basket, but I think the Cavs would uh, be happy giving up a two-pointer there. And with 6.1 seconds to go, leading off by two possessions regardless of these couple of free throws, it looks like the Cavaliers will be tying up this series and taking it to Indiana with the series 1-1. to J.R. Smith with the missed free throw on the first attempt. Utah still with a seven-point lead over Oklahoma City in the third quarter. That'll be something I'm looking forward to watching here as soon as uh, this broadcast is over. As the second free throw is up and in from Smith, it's a six-point game. Oladipo dribbling it down. Two seconds on the game clock. He'll fade away. Fire the three as the buzzer sounds. He nailed it, which will make the final score look a little bit tighter, but the Cavs had it in the closing seconds. And they win the ball game, 102-97. And again, as I said, tie the series at one and send it back to Indiana. But certainly, I think uh, you know it's a win for Indiana in the fact that uh, you know they got they took LeBron's best punch and were still right in the ball game. So they got to feel pretty good about that. And they're going home. So this should be a really interesting rest of this series. Uh, that will do it for this episode of Duncan Dynasty. I'm Garrett Bouguet. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you've got any comments or feedback, I uh, would love to hear it. And uh, tune in next week as Anthony and I will be doing another live episode. Have a good evening. Leftovers. Or Jumba. The DMV.
1: Number 97. Or Jumba.
0: House Cleaning. Or,
1: Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a 100 different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 Plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet.